Halloween. Hit it! I wouldn't change places with anyone tonight. We'll carve pumpkin faces and watch the witches flight. Every human heart will shudder Every soul will shake with fear Tonight, the creepiest Tonight, the scariest Tonight, the most wonderful to October and episode 124 of the Feminine Critique, which is going to be a Halloween mashup. Spooky. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it'll be like partially spooky because I'm, I'm going to talk about hustlers, which <laughs> isn't particularly spooky. Or is it to the men those women outsmarted? Mm-hmm. I think that's what the Good movie's point. about. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, it's Feminine Critique. I'm Emily. I'm Christine. And this is one of our kind of, what, what do you want to call it, loosey-goosey special Weschel episodes? Yeah, like, hey, let's catch up on some stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, originally we <laughs> were going to do Tigers Are Not Afraid, which was very exciting to both of us, because I've heard really good things about it. Um, mm-hmm. But then we also realized that um, it had been a while since we recorded, and in October, Christine gets gets crazy. What do you do in October? <laughs> In October, like many other people, not just me, Fair. I uh, make it a point to watch um, a horror, at least a horror movie a day. And I think I've done really well this year. There was one off day where I went to see a Dracula like performance, drag show performance okay. um, with listener Christy, um, who who I also work with. <laughs> it's a weird, Hi, weird thing happening. But we went to do that as like a late birthday present for me, early Fun. birthday present for her. Happy belated and birthday. I, I'm so sorry. I'm a terrible friend. Oh, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but w- I went to see that and that was a day that didn't happen. But other than that, I've pretty much stayed on track. I'm impressed. So there's been days, there's been years we've done this and I've been, and we've given up like, or like had to like stop down for a while, but it's been, it hasn't been a slog. So Good. I have never even tried. It just seems daunting. Uh, I watch so much horror that I feel like, I mean, and I I, I see it because you do it. I know a couple of my other friends on Facebook do it. And it's really cool because what's great about October is then all of a sudden people who maybe don't talk about horror so much suddenly every day is a conversation because every day somebody's sharing you know, a video, a cover from some movie or another yeah. that you're like, oh, today I get to talk about the witch in the window, whatever it might be. But mm-hmm. it just, for me, I, I don't know, I watch horror all the time. I Looking at my list, I'm like, wow, I watched a lot of non-horror this month. Well, we had to, we had to like deliberately kind of stop the month mm. before. Okay. So that like, so that it would be like a treat, Fresh. I which get is it. a mistake. 
it, it's a mistake we've made previously. Now, yeah. here's here's something fun. November, and I I know what I want to call it, but Ooh. somebody is disagreeing with me. I want to do all murder mysteries in November to okay. gear up for uh, Knives Out, which I'm super excited for. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the trailer That's for it the, yet. Uh, the the uh, the guy whose name Ryan Johnson. Right, yeah, the Ryan Johnson yes. like like really like. Agatha Christie death trap Is it style. Pronounced Ryan? Why does he spell it so yeah. weird? I don't know. Yeah. He's, he seems like a quirky guy. I like him. Um, no, he liked, no, I'm not he, so sure. he liked a couple of my tweets once, so well, I, I love him. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, among other reasons. Cool by me, but, then. Um, I am super excited for the movie. The trailer looks really good. And, like, I really like murder mysteries. Sure. So I thought, like, oh, let's do a whole month of that. Wish me luck on that, because I feel like you get a few clunkers in there, and then talk about daunting. Well, so wait, what are you going to call it? You said you had a name. I wanted to call it um, Murder Mystery Movember, because it's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But but Zach wants to call it Thrillvember. But like it's not thrill. But like that could be thrill em like ober. (laughs) That could be thrilluary. I don't know. Like Movember at least. Yeah, like I you could put thrill. <laughs> you could put thrill in front of any month except for maybe March and May, right? And I guess June. Thrill are thrill. I can't do thrill. Thrillogist. <laughs> Thrillember. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but Not that, that's the goal. Okay, to have a theme month. So I don't know if that's maybe it'll be a loose one. November's a long month. I'm ex- I'm excited about where this is going to go for you. Yeah, I hope to watch some cool stuff mm. um, that I've never seen and stuff I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, so. neat. All right, so what now? In the past, I know you've done, like, themed October. You've done franchises. Uh, <laughs> what has been your game plan? This was, um, we were we were embracing the rewatch mm, this year. Okay, interesting. So, so in, in previous years, we've tried to avoid rewatching. Yes. But this year, we did the opposite, and... And embraced it. Okay, and it's gone. It's gone well, gone well. to Good. a degree. All right. So do <laughs> try to think. Hey, we want to do this. Do we? Do, how about you do your non-horror watches, then I'll do my not non-horror okay. watches, then you do your horror watches, and I'll do my horror watches. That's perfect. Okay. Because everything leading up to my actual October was not horror, so <laughs> that'll be easy. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Let's start. My recommend is not going to be horror. Mm, okay. Okay, so first one, and this feels like it came out seven thousand years ago, would be Hustlers. <laughs> uh, I I liked it. Okay. Um, I thought it did what it did well. There were really high highs, um, but for me, narratively, it actually struggled, which oh. is weird because, like, thematically, it was on point. But like, I don't know. I just sometimes I didn't it like lost me a little bit okay but that's not to say i didn't i didn't really like it i just feel like people were talking about it like it was the best thing they'd ever seen yeah and and i didn't i wasn't that like enamored by it but like i liked it it didn't it did a lot of things right so if you if it streams or you get a chance to see it i mean you should watch it jennifer lopez does a really great job mm. yeah i mean i i kind of wanted to give it my money but it's making a lot of money it doesn't need mine yeah and it did, it did well <laughs> yeah so good good for it i'll probably see it when it hits whatever streaming or video i end up near mm-hmm. yeah i it, it's definitely a recommend if people didn't see it in the theater no like, check it out how did for you i know you know you tend to have a very strong feelings on how 
sex work is portrayed on film, how did that work for you? I mean, I think they did the the absolute best job they could have with yeah. a big budget mainstream movie. Um, apparently, there was some stuff behind the scenes that <clears throat> didn't go that well. Like certain people weren't compensated properly, mm. and blah blah blah. So, like, I know that the sex work community isn't completely jazzed about it, it, but like, I think the general consensus was like, for the, the way most it was part, portrayed it was, was handled well. Yeah. It was a nice represent, like it was a positive representation as opposed to um, typically yeah, the negative so that you done. see. Good, good. Yeah. But I um, mean, de- you know what? As someone who loves portrayals of female friendship, which I know you do, well, like I, I do, do yes, it I do. definitely, definitely strong nice. in that regard. Good, good, good. Yeah. <clears throat> so we watched, rewatched Copycat, which I think you love as much <laughs> as I do. Um, I get okay. I have this weird thing where I get Copycat <laughs> and In Dreams to me are the same movie. I know they're that not, is but they are. <laughs> because one of them is amazing and one of them is not. Which one's Copycat's amazing? Yeah, Copycat's okay. really good. It's Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And Holly Hunter? Am I right? I, yes, Holly maybe. Hunter. And then it's Robert Downey Jr. or it's um, um, no. Dermot Mulroney? Or it's Harry Connick Jr. Dermot Mulroney. It's. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. You're, you're right I'm and wrong old. about everything. Robert Downey Jr. is in Dreams. Okay. And Dermot Mulroney is in Copycat. Okay. But but the bad guy or one of the bad guys is Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. and Dermot Mulroney are in the same movie. Yeah. Dermot looks so good in this movie. At any point oh my God. can you like to me they I find them both very handsome. And I find Harry Connick Jr. in particular very handsome because he can sing very well. Um but aren't they the same face or am I just do I just have a, my own version of face blindness? Well, that might this might be your very own uh, Mila Jovovich version <laughs> of face blindness, um, but I don't I don't see the resemblance. But like Harry Connick Jr. is like uglied up in this a little bit. Mm, okay, I, that I mean, please forgive all of us regular looking people when I say <laughs> that he's still he's still him. But like they he's like not the good guy, so okay. they like make him not look good. But I don't know. This was my favorite movie when I was young. <laughs> I'm sorry. I Google image search um, Harry Connick Jr. and Dermot Mulroney's names together thinking like, you know, when you do that with like Christian Bale and James Merlin, like how there's somebody out there that has taken a screenshot and like put them together to show how much they look alike. Well, nobody's done that, which means obviously I'm the only one on the internet that feels as though they look similar. But the problem is now I'm laughing because I'm scrolling down and... About five rows down, there's a picture of Dermot Mulroney jogging, shirtless, and he has a farmer's tan that is so unfortunate Aww. that it is comical. I'll, and let, I can't I'll let it at slide. It. Oh, I'm going to send you this picture. It's really something. Please Continue, send it to please. me. How, how did how did Toppy get hold up? Oh, it's amazing. What? You should watch it, especially if you can't remember which is which, because In Dreams isn't good. Well, I, yeah, no, I always remember thinking In Dreams had cool things going on, um, but that it uh, really isn't good. But yeah, Copycat, I, I don't know why I haven't watched Copycat. I'll watch Copycat if you tell me to. I 
I love it. It was, like I said when I was a little kid, it was my favorite movie. It really. Oh no! <laughs> you see the, the picture. picture. I sent Christy. Chris, I mean, listeners can't. You can't hear this. I'll put it on the Facebook page if I remember. But I sent Christine the picture of Dermot Mulroney um, running without a shirt at a very unfortunate farmer's tan. Look, I'm not mad at this picture, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> you, you understand? Yes. I get it. I, <sighs> I get it. <sighs> okay. So everyone, Copycat's a good movie, and it has really interesting female characters. I, I should give it a give it a go. I've seen bits of it, but I don't know that I've ever sat down and watched it beginning. To I cannot. This should I'm be sorry. your favorite movie. It might very well become mine. We'll never. I don't. We'll only I know like I when I watch it. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm still coughing from oh, when I was sick a million years ago. Um, we rewatched Watchmen, and I don't know if it was in, in, in like in vague anticipation of the show. Mm. I don't think it was. I think it's just a good coincidence. Okay. But we rewatched this movie. Still, one of my favorite movies of all time. Not one of mine. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love I it. Don't. I love it. <laughs> I, know, I know you don't. Yeah. I still love it. We I still watched love the you. extended version. Oh, thank you. Oh, it, we watched the extended one, which I think is seventeen hours. That long. sounds about right. It's very long. But I like every minute of it. I'm like, yep, I love this movie. I've seen it so many times, and I still like it. Now, all that said, we watched the first episode of the of the series, and I was fully ready to hate it. Mm-hmm. And it was so fucking good. Uh, you know, I I have usually for the and for that show, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna wait to hear what people say, or I'm gonna wait for the first season to end when like this way people have agreed upon it or not, because I've been burned before. And now I kind of wish I just, I guess I can record the rest of them and it's HBO. So it's always on because everything I've heard about it has just been people saying like, it is really unusual what they're doing. And that intrigues me. I, again, fully, fully ready to not just hate Mm, it, but not even pay attention to it. Like I was just going to let it go. This isn't for me. Goodbye show. But then Zach started watching the, the first episode and he was like, I think, this might be good. And I was like, oh. Well then. <laughs> and then I watched it and I was riveted. Mm. Like, I'm uh, I'm 100% in. Uh, if this sho- show fucks me over, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. But, yeah. like, you know. Well, I should well, give it uh, the, the, It was, I liked it. Okay. So I'd be curious to hear what you said. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Between Two Ferns movie is on Netflix. I don't really watch Netflix anymore. But the Between Two Ferns movie is on there, and I thought, oh, that would be, like, a light, breezy watch. Um, I don't remember it. <laughs> okay. I guess that means so, it was probably pretty light. I mean, I, I probably laughed a couple times. Okay. I think Zach Galifianakis is funny, mm-hmm. so. Get it. I don't remember it, though. Um, late Night is on Amazon. Oh, I am excited to watch it. What did you think? It was Okay. Okay. I, um, I, I love Emma Thompson. I love Mindy Kaling. Me too. I, I, it fell a bit flat mm. for me. It's a little, a little droll, okay. a little vanilla. Okay. But um, mm. I'm not mad at it. There are worse things I could have watched, so sure. I'm glad I saw it. Okay. Um, rewatched Dread for some reason. I don't know why, but I like that movie. I saw it once. Um, the internet definitely um made my expectations really really high because if you remember when that movie came out there were people who were like getting dread face tattoos people fucking loved that movie and i really like it i do like it a lot 
um, it just, I remember, like, thinking, I'm going to see something, like, I've never seen before. And the end of the day being like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. <clears throat> it definitely feels like a couple other movies that mm-hmm. had already existed. Sure. But it's awesome. Yeah. It still looks amazing. Yep. And what they did on the budget they had, because we looked it up and I forgot already, um, is impressive. Mm, got it, it. But, like, I still enjoy watching it. It's, like, it's very pacey and interesting. Oh, yeah, and- yeah. So, like, I don't know. There are worse things to just put on in the background. Um, I had wanted to re-watch Midnight Special for a while. I still have not watched this. Yes. So I saw it in the the theater when it came out. Um, And I had... I did that thing that I I had stupid high hopes for Mm. it. Like... Because I I love his name. Well, who yeah, I it was Jeff Nichols after Take Shelter teaming up with Michael yes. Shannon again. How could it not be yes. the greatest thing ever made? So I'm like, okay, like I, I I'm anything you give me, I'm gonna love. But like I we had a really bad theater experience mm. for it too. But um, I my expectations were in such a like a, a ridiculous place sure. that I remember walking out of it and being like, well, that was good, and. But I, I catch myself every so often thinking about it, and then I was scrolling through, um, after I had seen It too. Mm. I was scrolling through um, the little boy who plays Bill. Um, Bill is his name, right? Bill. James uh, Mac- The little... James no, uh, Richie. Richie. No. Wait. Was that oh, no, no, you're right. I'm sorry, Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richie okay. is uh, Bill. <clears throat> yeah. I get that little boy is the little boy in Midnight Special. Yes, and he's also in other movies where he's a kid. He's a kid forever. Yeah. Not, um, oh, God, we are very old today. <laughs> I can, like, hear him giving a speech. The Henry, oh, oh, he is, he's in Book of Henry. He is the Henry of the book. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> thankfully. Oh, God, I can't wait. We need to cover that. Th- like, no, we, we need to do a review of Book of Henry, because that is I a special movie. Boy is so cute. Yes. And I was like, oh, he's so cute. And then I was like, oh, he's the little boy in Midnight Special. I have no memory of this. <laughs> well, oh. and he's, he's one of those kids who, like, because he did probably a bunch of movies that either got shell- sat on a shelf for a while or he did it which then they do the de-aging in it like he's going to be one of those kids where we're not going to realize that he's like 45 years old ever he's like the girl who played um uh in case 39 and she was also in cabin in the woods and for years oh, yeah. i'm like she never grew up i this is this will come up later um yeah he's he might be 22 right now and i don't know but <laughs> So you should watch Midnight Special. It, I should, yeah. It, it was, again, because I had weird expectations, I was like, oh no, this movie is amazing. This mm. movie is fantastic. Yeah. Um, another bonus, I feel like anybody that knows me and hears me talking about this is going to wonder why I'm not mentioning it. Um, Adam Driver is in this movie. Oh, uh, well then. Wearing glasses and being devastatingly handsome and adorable. So there's another reason to watch okay. I get it, I get it. Is it streaming anywhere? Uh, um, I think we had to rent it. Okay. I don't think it was streaming. Okay, that's and a- I don't own it. But now I might want to own it because mm. I liked it so much. Yeah. I have, I meant to see it. I'd completely <laughs> forgotten about it. So now this is a good reminder yep. to see it. Yeah, I, I definitely think that it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kristen Dunst is really good in it. I, I, I always really like good in it. 
it's got an amazing cast. Um, so the last before we hit October was for my birthday. <laughs> I I wanted to watch The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi back to back. Very nice. So I so I did. Um, and I will say right now that something has happened to me. I am um, 100% obsessed with these movies. So fascinating I to me. am completely fixated. Yeah. I, I bought tickets to see it at uh, the new one at 5 o'clock the night it comes out, wow. Thursday night. Okay. And then tickets to see it at 1 a.m. so I could see it back to back. Within I have a fucking problem. Wait, so you're going at five, figure the movie is going to be like two and a half, add previews, like you're going to be done by nine. Yeah. Are you going home to nap and coming back at 12? Yep, I'm going to come wow. home and I'm going to eat a meal and I'm okay. going to go to a different theater oh, to go see okay. it at one. Okay, I get that. Wow. I I need to know what you think of these movies. So my, you know my history with the Star Wars. Well, I mean, that you I were never, very... I never you, understood. You, yeah, you had no relationship to Star Wars. <laughs> Never understood it. Yeah, like, what are you people getting in a tizzy about? Right, right. And saw, and we talked about this. I saw Force Awakens on a plane, and I thought, this is okay. Mm-hmm. I understand. Like, I get why people would like sure. this. And you liked it a lot, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I Force Awakens, for me, had, was a moving experience. You had a, an emotionally I had, emotional reaction. Yes, because it was, I mean, sure, is it fan service? Sure, but it's also I'm sitting there watching the movie that I wanted when I was a kid because the hero is a young woman and that scene where she gets the lightsaber still is my favorite probably movie scene of all time. Oh. Yeah. So I I I got I got I got it. Like I was like this is a this is a movie that I understand why people would like this and I enjoyed watching it mm-hmm. too. And then I, I the the last Jedi comes out, Zach tries to convince me I would like it. I say <laughs> it's a Star Wars. It's a Star Wars. I'm not going to like it that much. I watch it and I go, oh no, I love this Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then as I started to, to, I watched that movie. I've watched just The Last Jedi like six or seven times. Yeah. So I have a weird relationship with it apart from the the mythos and okay. the, the canon. And then I realized, like, oh well, I should rewatch The Force Awakens a couple, like, a couple million times because I'm gonna have a different relationship with that probably now. And I did. I'm like, this is a fucking masterpiece. J.J. Abrams is the best person alive. And then I was like, well, I should probably go back to the other movies. <laughs> and then it was like, oh no, I <laughs> no, love I all not. these movies, and oh. I would die for them all. So, I, I, my fixation is is deep and disturbing. I am yeah. so fucking invested in these movies at this point, and I don't know how it happened. Now, where do you stand on the the side stories on Rogue One and Solo? I thought Solo was um, almost unwatchable. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I, I, I really didn't like it, and mm-hmm. I thought it, cheap, it cheapened a lot of, like, mm-hmm. stuff by being like, hey, you're alone, you're, like... Yeah, I, I agree. I just didn't enjoy it in any way. What about I Rogue One? Like, I liked Rogue One. I've seen Rogue One twice, I think. Mm-hmm. I liked it when I saw it. And it's funny because the internet is talking about it today and people are saying how bad it is. What? And what, I was like, wait, did I didn't conversation think this... come from? This is why I shouldn't do the internet. People are rating, rating their Star War. And yeah. I like, and, every, and a lot of people are putting Rogue One last. What? And, I'm, and then they're like justifying it by saying how it's not well put together and how it's, it's just 
Like, and I haven't seen it in a, in a while. I haven't seen it since this new obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll probably watch it again before Rise of Skywalker, but... Yeah, Rogue One, I only saw the one time in the theater, and I mm-hmm. loved it. I, yeah, I remember liking it. Yeah, I, I really, like... Because for me, right away, I was like, oh, there's a gay couple in this movie. That's awesome. Uh, and the end of the movie, I just remember this moment of, like, not the very end, but, like, when kind of the you know the, the big end looking at brandon and being like oh my god they're going there like this is a yeah. dark movie and that was the greatest yeah. thing in the world to me i do... yeah it was like a war movie yeah and you get to the but point like where you're like Star Wars. i these, liked that yeah these people are gonna die and yeah. it's moving it's heavy i do have kind of kind of a moral issue with peter cushing in there because yeah, he I never agree. consented to that performance and i yep. think it's kind of wrong to do um, it's a little icky it's very icky, yeah. And so I've only seen it the one time. It left a huge impression on me. I, I can't speak for it because I haven't me rewatched too. it. But yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that people didn't care for it. Yeah, people really didn't care yeah. for it, apparently. I didn't I didn't know that. It was so divisive. I did not because, realize that. Because, yeah, I, re- I remember seeing it and being like, well, maybe these newer movies, like, maybe I should give them a shot. Like, maybe... Maybe that that there's gonna I'm gonna find something mm-hmm. because sure. I like you know I've said this before I like when people take established like universes and and do like a genre of film with them right, right. like how you know the purge has been doing that, that now fantastically yes right here's a yeah. great concept we we've done four movies uh we've done and you know we're we did one one series we're gonna do another series that isn't it's about what happens in between the purge like. And it's great because it's such a rich concept that you can do 12 more seasons of TV and still find fresh material. Yeah. So I like that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised it's so divisive. Fascinating. So I'll ask you, are you excited for The Rise of Skywalker? I am tentative. I am, on one hand, like, yeah, I can't wait. Like, I cannot wait to go see it with my husband, to hold his hand, to cry, to cheer, to all that. On the other hand, I am just so terrified that they are going to undo Ray's uh background and that I don't think they're going to I really hope they don't (laughs) if if halfway through the movie it's like Ray you're powerful because you're actually the emperor's granddaughter or because you're you know your blood is this a clone yeah a clone or this have you heard the clone thing I mean I I just know this series yeah can I tell you why I don't think they're gonna yes I am very worried about that too yes but the more stuff that comes out and the more I obsessively um, engage in Twitter and in different theories and stuff, I don't think that's going to be what it is. Because, much to no one's shock, at least not me, what this movie series is now is a fucking love story between arguably my two favorite cinematic <laughs> characters ever created. Um, and I don't think, well, first of all, they can't be related because that makes no sense. So she can't be a Skywalker or a Solo. I don't. That... I don't think she's either. But I think there's still a chance that she could be a Kenobi. That she could be a Palpatine. I'm gonna walk out this door. I know. And I know. Never I know. to be heard from again. The Palpatine thing is the only one I feel like holds even the tiniest bit of water. And I don't want it. No, I don't. I, I don't want it. No. I don't want it so much. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. And I was kind of. I was like a little like. I liked, obviously, Ray's great, and Daisy Ridley's great, and I liked Ray a lot. And then, with this burgeoning obsession, I really realized how much I like Ray. Like, 
I like her so much, <laughs> and I just, I'm like, please don't ruin what is this amazingly relatable, interesting, kind of broken character, yeah. and be like, well, you know, well, it's because she's, she's actually related to somebody special, or yeah, because she's a yeah, she got this blood. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Oh, actually, this is her mother right here. Right. Look at her. Come on. Yeah. So I don't want that. I don't. But know. I hope it won't happen. I hope so too. Yeah, I hope so too. Well, if you want to do an episode about that, after <laughs> oh, when it out. when it comes out, we will. Let's let's make a tentative date for that. Because when we met, you were my Star Wars friend. Yeah. I didn't. I and now look and look at us now. Crazy world. I feel it's like fucking weird. I mean, you still have to watch the Ewok movies. I'm just saying. I I know. I know. You do every time I see Ewok stuff and Ewok. Christmas stuff and Christmas special I think of you yes yeah. I mean the foundation my childhood was built on the Wizard of Oz Dawn of the Dead and the, the second Ewok movie <laughs> that those were my building blocks so much about as you. it should I guess you can throw a labyrinth <laughs> in there too but really like who did I really want to be when I when I grew to be five Sindel from the Ewoks part two yeah <laughs> oh my well, I hope you accept me as your fake Star Wars friend. <laughs> no, I love it. You're my new. You're like my new blood. You are Friday the Thirteenth, the new blood, Christine. I love it. Thank you. All right. Well, that's all my non-horrible. Non-horrible. What do you have? All right. So it's funny you said non-horrible. Now I'm gonna now like. So the first thing I'll say is actually very horrible, but it's amazing. Um, and that is the TV series I'll mention, which is on Netflix. Unbelievable. Have you watched it? Oh my god, it was so good! Oh my god, it was Sorry. so fucking good. So fucking Sorry. good. Everyone, I just screamed. Sorry. <laughs> I I was like, oh, hey, let's watch. Let's not watch a show about rape. Yeah, because... like I don't. And, and you're not a true crime person either, right? I mean, casually at best. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I don't need like I don't listen to serial. I don't need a like weeks long thing about an investigation and here's all the voices, but. Enough people spoke highly of this, and my mom actually watched it. My mom was like, I, I couldn't stop watching it. I just watched episode after episode. So I was like, all right, let me give it a go. Oh, my fucking God. It, the first episode is tough. Yeah. Like, and you know, at this point, like, Zach and I will often say, like, I don't want to watch a, a movie where, where somebody gets raped. Sure. I don't want to watch a movie with a woman trapped in a room or, like, tied up somewhere. Yep. So, like, this, just based on premise alone, yeah. why would you walk into this? Sure. But, like... I, I work with a with a girl who was like, no, it's really good. Yeah. And she said, if you can get through the first episode, I like, I promise you it's worth it. It really pays off. She said she watched it in one night. Yeah, I can see that. I, I mean, youth is wasted on the young, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll do it. And it, it was like, Tony Collette is so good. Oh, oh and God. that actress who Merit you Merritt Weaver. Merit, everybody, everybody, all the women in this. It's, it's, you have Tony Collette. You have Merritt Weaver from Series 7, which you and I, and we love yep, her. Yep. And you have you also have thrown in there for in one scene, but it's such a good scene. You have Brooke Smith, also from Series 7, The Contenders, but better known yep. as Catherine yep. Martin. Um, and you yep. also, who's the other one? Oh, you have, I don't know the actress's name, but she's um, the one who plays the victim in the second episode. Uh, she's a young actress, very large girl. She was in Dumplin' oh, and Bird Dumplin'. Box. Yeah, yeah. Like, and this actress oh. who I'm like, I want you to have the biggest career ever because I love you and you're wonderful and you're so versatile. Her. And she's great she's, in this too. She is so <sighs> likable that the minute you see her, you're, you're just, your heart is broken. Yep. And like, then 
and then it's like rebuilt because, yeah. you know, and anybody out there who's thinking like, oh, this, oh, this is that Netflix show about the rape investigation. Like, yes, that is what it is. But it is unlike anything. And like, I saw like one heading, which was just like, unbelievable is one of, is the most feminist crime show of all time. Um, it was and it, it was so satisfying. It was so satisfying. It is, and there's a lot of women behind it. I think uh, most of the directors are female. Most of the writers are female. Uh, th- I mean, your your main characters are female, and it is it is so much about that without them really having to say it. Um, just you know, to see the difference between how a man deals with a victim versus how a woman does, and it the- was. It was so. Were you so mad that oh first god. episode? Oh god, yes. I kept yelling. When is Tony Collette yeah. going to show up and fix this? <laughs> Please, yes. <laughs> it made me so oh upset. God. Yeah, it is. It is heartbreaking and so enraging. And what I loved was that you see um, the characters deal with that. And there's yeah. some wonderful scenes with Merritt Weaver where she, like, you know, without having to say, like, it's really hard being abroad in this in this job. Like, there's just this the, the conversation she has with Tony Collette about the, the time she first met Tony Collette um, <laughs> is just it made me cry. It's this scene about how, um, you know, this how she's always looked up to her, like how in this one moment she saw this woman that told her how she can be. And that it was okay mm-hmm. to be herself and not to worry about all the other shit. And, like, it's just such a powerful scene. It is so, I mean, it is so empowering and incredibly frustrating and incredibly upsetting, but satisfying in the end. And I didn't know yeah. anything and I didn't want to know anything. I'm like, I assume they catch the guy because we're watching the series. I'm like, I assume they find out that, like... This I can't remember the the actress from Booksmart who's wonderful. I can't remember her name. Yes. I assume like she's going to get her, you know, uh, this is going to get turned around. But I have no idea because I was riveted watching it, and it is it is just so satisfying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. It's it's good. So if you're if you avoid that type of content, I get it. But maybe for, maybe give a pass to this. Yeah. And they're also. It, it's really not exploitive. It doesn't show no, any any of the abuse. It doesn't... It What it does, which I didn't really think about until I kind of read about it, was it, it doesn't have to... It, it lets the victim speak about it, which is yeah. how, in reality, that's how it is then, mm-hmm. you know, dealt with and lived and all of that. So, it, yes, it's still a hard watch, but it is not... Um, it's not going to skeeve you out the way... You know, I love Law and Order SVU, but there are episodes that are very, you know, clearly the wrong person is making that episode, and yeah. this is not the case at all. They are they they know what they want wanted to achieve, and they do. Oh, um, I'm so glad you like. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad you watched it too. Yeah. All right. So another. Um, all right. So move. So this is my non horror list. Uh, okay. So I had mixed hopes for this one a couple of what feels like years but i think it was just months ago lifetime announced that it was doing a movie called patsy and loretta about patsy klein and loretta lynn and obviously lifetime does not have the best track record certainly with biopics uh they're usually not very good but this with this one i'm like oh it's megan hilty and um jesse mueller who are both broadway amazing singers tony winners or one's a tony winner the other one is fantastic and they were going to do their own singing and i'm like oh oh, 
okay. And I tell Brandon about it because he's a big country fan. And then I like learn more about it. And it's, it was written by a female. It was directed by the woman, I think who wrote Thelma and Louise or whose mother wrote Thelma and Louise. So it was like, oh, this is like handled from, from women. And shock of shocks. It's, it was really good. Uh, it, it like, like for real good. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It is, you know, it's, it's still a lifetime movie. So it's still probably an hour, 43 minutes to the T and you can mm-hmm. feel, okay, they had to cut for commercials here. It's clearly not the biggest budget. You know, they're reusing a lot of sets. Um, it's not it's not unnecessarily ambitious. It's not like telling their whole lives. All it is, it's focusing on the two of them as friends. Because in real life, they actually were. Loretta Lynn looked up to Patsy Cline and was a huge fan of hers. And when Patsy Cline was in a car accident, Loretta Lynn like dedicated a song to her. Patsy Cline heard it, was like, hey, young woman, come visit me in the hospital. And they became really good friends and supported each other. And, you know, and this movie is just about that. It's just filtering. It, you're, you, you know, sure, their marriages are there a little bit, their careers are there, but it's totally seen through the eyes of their friendship. Um, and so it's a really interesting approach. And obviously it's very refreshing that, oh, here's just a movie about two really talented, really smart, really strong, interesting women, um, and made perhaps stronger by the fact that they were best friends with each other. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, the singing is great. Both of them are incredibly talented. Um, so yeah, if, again, if anybody thought, oh, oh, there's a Patsy Lorena movie. Oh, it's on Lifetime. Like, no, 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 give it a try. It's good. Shocking. It's good. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, I'm glad it was good. I could see why it wouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not a fan of their music, probably not for you. But if you are, then then go ahead. Let's see what else I've got. Um, on the plane, I watched a couple of movies. So finally got to watch Booksmart. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I loved it. And I knew I would love it. And I do. Um, it's just, it's really funny. It's really, again, sweet and, and cares about its characters. Uh, mm-hmm. Billy Lord is fantastic. I don't think I'd ever really seen her, like, get to act. And she's Can really we funny. talk about Billy Lord for a minute? <laughs> so, obviously, I love her in American Horror Story. Because she was, I'm going to, this is a good time for me to digress for a moment. This season, 1984, mm-hmm. this season of American Horror Story is maybe one of the best I've ever seen. Um, I'm going to wait so, until the season is over and you're still saying that for me to watch it. Because I gave up on the show years I, ago because that kept happening. It, It is, we're more than halfway through and it's still good. So she is a she is a main character in this season and she is fucking phenomenal. She was in cult i believe and she was good but i was like i am not entirely sold on like sure. her and then she shows up in book smart and i'm like this is fucking relevatory she She's is amazing. so funny in that movie yes, yes she is and like and she just emanates pathos yes. like she's just like doesn't do anything and she's immediately one of the most interesting things on the screen like what the fuck is she doing it's it's, i don't know what it is but i can't take my eyes off of it yeah it's and she's really good in this season if it doesn't suck you should watch it just i will again i'm waiting until you tell me at the very end okay i'll tell that show has broken my heart before um the the other thing i really (laughs) loved about book smart was realizing like 
Um, so it's dawned on me. So remember like a year ago when everybody did those three fictional characters that represent you? Yes. W- what were yours? Do you remember yours? Um, years ago when we did it, uh, it was Elvira, Ooh, good. Um, Laura Palmer, and the bunny from Zootopia. <laughs> oh, Judy Hopps. I, I thought you were going to say Donnie Darko, but okay. No! <laughs> both work. Both work. I think I did mine. It was um, Jessica Fletcher, uh, Vern from Stand By Me, and Peggy Olsen from Mad Men. And it dawned on me. How are we friends? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I was thinking about it and I realized, like, I don't know if it's just that I didn't recognize it then or that maybe I've grown a lot in the past year or two. But if I were to do it today, I would probably still keep Jessica Fletcher and Vern. But instead of Peggy Olsen, I would do Tracy Flick from Election. Oh, 100%. There's my Emily. And that's That's, the thing. That's the girl I know. And that is the thing that I've, like, kind of accepted the last couple of weeks, last couple of months. I'm like... I'm a Tracy Flick, and that's because Tracy Flick is the great is, is somebody you should aspire to be. I am the person that raises their hand and sits in the front of the class and goes on a we on we were on vacation recently. We went on like a candy tour, and every time the woman running, it's like, does anybody have any questions? Like my hand goes up, like, and I realize I'm okay with that. Um, yes. So it it hit me that like I have a deep deep appreciation when I see that now, and that is what Beanie Feldstein's character is in Booksmart. Hundred percent. And so I loved her. I mean, I I've, I really loved her in Lady Bird. Like I'm really I want this this young woman to be the great biggest ever um and mm-hmm. so realizing a book smart i'm like she's she's playing tracy flick and i am living for it so that was also yes. very important to me yes yeah. i am unapologetically in love with her at this yeah. point she was in uh the what we do in the shadows tv <gasps> show oh yes yeah she's so funny and, and so beautiful and they, i love her so much on that show when they um the way, like, because she's there from the very beginning, but she's just getting, like, these, like, teeny parts in every episode. Yeah. I'm like, when does she get to do stuff? When does she get to do stuff? And then she finally gets to do stuff. I'm like, okay. Good. Um, I, I just love her. Yeah. yeah. I'm I, so glad you saw that movie and enjoyed it. It's oh God, really yes. great. It is, yeah. And people are like, oh, female super bad. Let's stop doing female. First of all, First of all, fuck you. <laughs> Last of all, fuck <laughs> you. But, like, also, give just give me a good movie. Don't make, don't yeah. have to, don't label it be female version of anything. It was like a good f- friendship high school movie. Like, why does that have to be female? Anything? And like, also, Just couldn't you, let it exist. couldn't you call like super bad the, I don't know, the Seth Rogen version of Rain Man or something like, I'm sure there's <laughs> no, another movie I, that's exactly yes. super bad that I just can't think of because I wouldn't have that? cared about it. What's that stupid, that, not that stupid thing, but that thing that people say, like, there's actually only seven stories. Seven stories, like, and Homer I get it. wrote there's... all of them. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, they're, like, look, it's fine. Don't, yeah. but, like, I, I feel like you're you're trying to lessen its quality by saying it's the female version right. of something. No, I agree. Just let, let it exist. I'm with you. Oh, I'm with you, girl. so good. I know. I, I would, I would. Is that, that needs to start streaming somewhere so I can yeah, watch that again. It's funny. I watched it on the plane on my way to vacation. And then coming <laughs> home, I was like, oh, Brandon, you have to watch it. He's like, oh, I didn't think I... I'm like, no, no, no. You're going to watch it on the plane ride back. And we get on the plane <laughs> ride back, and all the movies are different. And, like, he uh, has a movie. And the, and the craziest thing, he had movies that I didn't have on my screen. We're like, what's going on? That's weird. So he couldn't watch it back. But I'll make him watch it eventually. Um, also, on the plane ride, there's a couple of ones. Uh, Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't seen it. Where did you watch all the other Toy Stories? I've seen all the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like this one. I would probably rank it 
I don't know. I'd probably rank it at four. Um, it is very funny. I did laugh at la- out loud. There are certain parts to it, certain characters that are great. Key and Peele are in it. They're great. Yeah. Um, and there was some, there was two things I really liked. One is that Bo Peep is badass and awesome, and I like what they do with her character. And the other is that I think there really was an interesting theme to it, in a sense, where watching it, I kind of, like, to me, very quickly, I'm like, oh, this is a movie about, like, a baby boomer parent who realizes his kids don't need him anymore. <laughs> and there was something really touching about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it kind of being about a, a parent who has outgrown being a parent and now can like focus on their own life and I don't know I think like I see that with with my parents with my friends parents now and there was something deep to it but not quite in that same tears gushing out of my eyes as Toy Story 3 yeah Uh, a movie that did not make me cry (laughs) well for (laughs) here's the thing you know me I love musicals I want everything to be musical I I want there to be I know that about you um so I am really glad that The Greatest Showman made a lot of money because it means we'll still have more musicals. Um, This is really not good, though. (laughs) I didn't expect it to be. This is the Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, Zendaya. Uh, It's, it's, you know, a musical. It's It's not good. Oh, it's terrible. It's really bad. I thought it would be good. I I don't know why I'm equating popularity with quality, but I thought it would be good because so many people liked it. That's and a weird thing it, to say. It's funny because there's because this had a really interesting like box office journey because it came out to a lot of fanfare because like Hugh Jackman was pushing it and I think he was like I want to make an original musical and I want to star in it and I want it to be a movie, which is great and a great sentiment to have and a great thing and you know he used his power in Hollywood to get it done. And the movie came out, and it got really bad reviews, and seemed like a dud, but people were going to see it. And it ended up making a huge amount of money. It was like, it never hit number one, but it was always making money. And part of that's great. Like, I'm so glad that people were like, yeah, I don't know this music, but I'm going to go see this musical. And it's a pure musical. It is absolutely, people stop, and then the music starts, and they sing, and their arms are wide open the entire time. Would I hate it? You would hate this so much. (laughs) I've thought about watching it. Probably the last time I was on a plane, I thought about watching it. But I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Like, and here's the thing. There's certain things about it. Like, Zendaya, Zendaya, Zendaya. 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 That girl is a movie star. Yeah, she's great. She is, like, and again, like, she gets nothing to play with in this movie. But she's one of those women where the camera loves her, and she just, she comes on screen, and and your eyes are just drawn to her. She's fantastic. Um, Hugh Jackman is doing, I I love Hugh Jackman. I adore Hugh Jackman singing. Um, And, like, he's just doing his, like, earnest big man singing with his arms wide open. (laughs) The, like, I don't really care the fact that it's very factually inaccurate, um, but there Mm -hmm. is a point to it of, like, so there's the character of um, the Swedish opera singer, Jenny Lind, who's played by Rebecca Ferguson. And in the movie, she's made to be kind of a villainous figure. Like, you know, she falls in love with Barnum, but he doesn't love her back. And so she basically, like, kisses him so that cameras catch it, so that Barnum's wife will see it. And then she leaves him and the circus is destitute. In real life, apparently, like, Jenny Lind was, like, this kind of happened. Like, Jenny Lind was a soprano, was a opera singer, and he did produce, and he had her traveling around. But, but the reason they broke up as a pair was that she didn't like the way he was managing her. She felt he was gouging the audience, 
And she did it entirely for charity. All of her pay went to charity, and she felt as though Barnum was taking advantage of that. So there is something to think about this movie of like, wow, you turned this woman who seemed like a saint into a villain in order to Mm -hmm. make this character who's really terrible into a hero. So like, there's that. (laughs) But... I don't know, but like, there's also big musical numbers that are. Most of the songs I thought were not very good. The big anthem that, uh, like, the one that was nominated for the Oscar, like, that's a good song, and that like you get into, but like, this really isn't good. But I, you know, it's a it's a big musical, so there's that. Um, you you had to watch it. Basically, I, I did. Talking. Yeah. Oh no. I, I mean, this is this is kind of a weird confession. I still haven't seen La La Land. I haven't either, but yeah. again, that's not really. Yeah, and I feel like you would hate it, so that's probably why. <laughs> um, now, let me see. Like, I'm looking at like the last group of movies, and I can't decide if they're horror or not. Because um, one's like... Okay, one of them is definitely not horror, so let me talk about that one. So this is on Amazon. There was a movie called The Quiet. The Quiet. I think it's The Quiet, or is it The Quiet Ones? This was weird, and I think you would love and hate it. Um... 2005, directed by Jamie Babbitt, who did um, But I'm a Cheerleader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is a movie about a... This this feels like a lifetime movie. There's so much going on in this movie that I don't know if I can handle explaining it in, like, two sentences. Camilla Bell is a young, deaf teenager. Yes, I know this movie. Have we have we, we have thought about watching it forever oh. and never have. This movie is bananas so you have deaf mute teenager who moves in with this family who's like her godparents and the dad's fucking his daughter and his daughter is Mm -hmm. alicia cuthbert and this movie is so strange and we and i don't on one hand i was like oh this is just like trashy weird lifetime stuff at a certain point i'm like it's doing some things really well. Like, would it, like, Alicia, Alicia, Alitha, Alitha, the girl from 24 who was always in a cheerleading costume. Yep. Um, <laughs> what they do with her character is actually really interesting. Like, because she starts off as just kind of queen bee bitch, and she's actually in a cheerleader in uniform for most of this movie. And so you're kind of like, oh, kind of villainous blonde. But they turn that where you understand, and she understands why she is the way she is. And there's some really interesting, uh, what's the word, like, self-reflecting things going on to where it kind of understands her a little better than you would think it does. But then it just mm-hmm. goes off the rails, and it is insane. And Edie Falco is there. I don't know why. Um, it's uh, one of the Ashmores, isn't it? It is, it's a strange one. I want you to watch it. I think you'll have a lot to say about it. Maybe I will push to watch it because we've talked about it a couple times i don't know it came up when we were looking into something else and i was like what the fuck is this movie and we just never got around to it but it's it's a strange one yeah i I don't know what to say i don't know if it's just terrible but i think it's kind of bad but there's a kernel of something really interesting there if you kind of watch it as what it's really doing with these two young women who are dealing with trauma in totally different ways um okay and then the others are sort of hybrid, so I'm going to pause on them. Why don't we just take okay. a quick break to make sure that I'm recording all of this, and <laughs> that would be fun. We'll come back and dive into October. Woo. Anything can happen on Halloween. 
dog could turn into a cat. There may be a toad in your bass guitar, or your sister could turn into a bat. Christmas time brings the snow. Summer time brings the sun. But on Halloween, your blood begins to run. Something spooky is going down. Better than a video. Gremlins gonna mess up every cassette from London to Idaho. April 1st can be fun. New Year's Eve is a bore. But on Halloween, your flesh begins to grow. Oh, I'm losing control. Sardine, your dentist could turn into a queen. Has anybody seen my tambourine? I may start playing, begin the begin. The craziest night you've ever seen. This hairy, scary, creeping, rolling. Now on to spookier matters. Spooky. spooky. What spooky movies have you watched? All right. Well, you know what? You start off strong, right? Mm. So day one, I I picked the Dawn of the Dead remake, which remains one of my favorite movies of all time. Do you go the extended version or the non, the theatrical? I believe um, the last few times we've watched it, we've done extended. I think that's a mistake. I think theatrical is much better and less homophobic. I love how judgy you just got. (laughs) I feel strongly about this. Because I love that movie, Um, too. And I was poised not to. It's a remake of my favorite movie of all time by Zack Snyder, who has gone on to hurt me in many ways. I, this episode might prove that I'm a really big Zack Snyder fan. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, sucker I love again? this fucking movie. I, I love it. I just, I, yeah. Yeah, we own, like, a crappy DVD of it. Mm. Uh, and I should probably upgrade at some point. I, although, physical media, I don't even know where I stand on that anymore. <laughs> but um, I, I like it. It's still, it's still a good watch for me. I still get something out of it every time yeah. I watch it. Like, I, I like it. So I figured let's let's start with something good and go from there. All right. Um, day two, uh, rewatch, Get Out. Ah, oh, excellent. Hadn't seen Get Out since the theater. Oh, so Not... on rewatch for you, how'd it go? Uh, I loved it. Good. Me too. <laughs> I really liked it when I saw it, but um. You know, you only see something once, and then everybody's talking about it, and you're like, oh, geez. Right. Um, but, like, yeah, I I picked up a couple things that I don't think I realized mm-hmm. the first time, but, like, the performances are so fucking good. So good. And, like, everybody everybody gets introduced, and you're like, oh, my God, they're so good. Oh, my God, they're so good. <laughs> and it's just you screaming how good everybody is mm-hmm. the entire time, because everybody is so good in it. Yeah, I agree. Ugh. 
I love it. C- Caleb Landry Jones is the brother. Yep. Who I think should be in everything, personally. He really? But, um, okay, he should be in everything, but before he's in everything, he needs to be in a movie where he plays a young version of Brad Dourif. Who do I have you. to fuck to make that happen? Look, man, it it writes itself, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know. He's he's really good. So he he was in the new Twin Peaks as well. Ah, perfect. And I love him because he's in my favorite superhero movie, which would be X Men First Class. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, oh well, I will love you forever, and I will I will follow you. And this is mm-hmm. this is my this is my pledge. And he made it really easy because he's been in cool stuff and he, he's been good in it. He picks really interesting projects too. He, he really does. Yeah. He's he seems I don't know look, I don't know him. He seems really look, it'll come up again. I'll shut up because I'm gonna talk <laughs> about, about him again in a minute. Um so Zach had never seen road games. I've never seen which road would games. Be, oh my god. Oh, no. So road games, um eighty something, eighty four, I don't know. Um Stacy Keach and Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Lee. Yeah. Um it's one of my favorite kind of slasher movies mm. but maybe sort of more of a giallo but also guess what it's a it's a road movie i love truck movies i yeah. think i've talked about this you before. have i love trucker movies <clears throat> and this is i mean at its core it's like a an australian trucker movie um and stacy keach is so great and his character is so weird and interesting so we rented this movie from the video store and I was like, let's watch this because it is it is very good and I think you will like it. And it and it's just it's as good as I remember. I don't oh, know. Oh, good, good. I just oh, I love it. Anybody who hasn't seen it, you should watch it. And that that's me. um you should watch it. I will. I think you would like it. Um day 4, a rewatch. Strangers Pray at Night. Ah, yeah. Which I think is one of the best horror movies of last year. It's um, really good. It has no right I, to be as good as it is. I we saw it. We saw it in the theater because I was like, I would like to, I would like to support anything that comes out yeah. that is interesting looking. So I was not sold because I don't. I don't like the strangers. So the first chunk of it, I was like. They're ma- They're dumb. Everybody's dumb. This is stupid. Why is this movie happening? And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh my god, this is the best movie I've ever seen." Yeah. And so I thought, knowing what it ends up doing and how it ends up looking, and the choices it ends up making, will it play differently in the beginning? If I if mm, I know that go going in, it. and it did. Like, okay. I, I thought that I thought the opening was amazing. Do did you catch um, our friends in, from Ohio in the diner scene? For those who don't know, I if you sh- yeah, Night of Living podcast, several of the podcasters, wonderful people, can be seen very clearly in that diner scene. Yep. Yeah. I shrieked and pointed. Yep. I did not see them the first time I saw it because mm. I didn't. I you didn't know look actually. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, it's such a it's such a going back to rewatch it. It's such a small cast. That you like, yeah, they're like, the, like probably like seventh listed in the credits. Yeah, I, so I liked it a lot. It's, it is such a cool visual movie. I mean, oh. I did not like 47 Meters Down, so I did not expect to care that much about this one. Um, but he does, his visual choices and his sound choices are really, really cool. I, it's, it's so fun to watch. It's yeah. very, it's very pretty, and I, I liked it. It's, it's, it's mean, but like, 
in like the right way like mm. it's violent but like in in like a fun movie way i yeah. don't know how to no da- no it's yeah i liked it though i liked it it was good so day five was not a rewatch it was a movie that i had meant to see a couple times it's come up and i've been like eh. it's called the woods it has Patricia Clark's familiar. in it. Have I seen this? Is this the, like, boarding school movie? Yeah, yeah. I think I saw this and have no memory of it. Yeah, I didn't, I don't remember it, nor did I particularly enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, it, this isn't the one that's directed, is this not, is this Lucky McGee? Yes, it is. Okay, I yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember nothing about it other than, than the same. Like, I remember thinking, like, oh, this should be good. And I remember, I do, I, like I'm saying, I don't remember if I watched it, but I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, I. it was only 20 days ago, and I barely remember yeah, it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, back to the rewatching, I rewatched Halloween Resurrection, which... Interesting well, choice. Do I, think, do I think this is a good movie? Probably not. Do I love it? Absolutely. This is the Buster Rhymes one, right? Buster Rhymes. Tyra Banks. Yep. Um, Tyra Banks, Katie Sackhoff mm-hmm. is in this. Yep. Um, Luke Kirby, I believe is his name, but he plays um, Lenny Bruce on the Miss Maisel show there on okay. the Amazons. Okay. Love him. Super handsome. Excited to see him in this. I don't, I, again, is this a good movie? I, <laughs> no. Probably not. It's not. But I, I can tell you that without, like... Look, um, this is, it might this not is a li- This is a, not subjective. This is an objective. No, it is not a good movie. You, some may say it's not. <laughs> no, I it's not it over but... like half of the Halloween movies. I'm not going to lie. But I, I promise um, you it is I not. I don't know why. I, I'm like, I like have, it's like a very like evocative period of time for me. Like I, I lived that period of time and I was probably about their ages. I was going to say, this is when like, that... we were in high school or college, like we were young when this came out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were young when it came out, and, and I saw it in the theater. The the streaming internet um, reality TV yes. one. Oh my god, it's so ahead of its it time is ahead in that of regard time. too. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I know MTV's Fear was already in existence then, so in that way, it's not really ahead of its time. But like, they use Palm Pilots to help her get out of the house. <laughs> like, it's. I mean, honestly, like it's really smart, all things considered. Um, and there's also like alternate endings and stuff that are really I weird. Didn't know that. So yeah, well, yeah. I, yeah. Remember there um, well, was they don't show something. It's like they cut out the scene where Tyra Banks actually dies. I think. Yeah, I, it's she. She has a real. I call it. I call it the old Cyclops death because in X Men Three, Cyclops dies, and you're like, wait, did Cyclops just die? Because they never really address <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I like that term. I feel like that in that because I kept. I think I left the room to make a cup of tea, and I came back, and I was like, "Wait, did Tyra die?" Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Um. So that is the only Halloween movie I've watched this month. It just just Resurrection. Reasonable. So you can see my taste level. Um. <laughs> we rewatched Paranormal Activity three. Arguably like three. my favorite. I like three quite a bit. Three is fantastic yeah and then you know what else is fantastic four which is what i watched the next night i like four as well yeah yep three four and five are my favorite i hate five i only watched it once and i remember just really not enjoying it because i hated the characters 
Whereas in I, four, I, I really like the girl. And in three, it's two little girls. So I like them. But five, I just remember thinking, this is about asshole teenagers. I don't care. I beg you to revisit it at some point because it's, it's, it's the I think it's great. ones. Is that that one? <laughs> the marked ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, I cannot say anything nice about Ghost Dimension. So if you've never seen that, don't watch it. I think I did see Ghost Dimension. That's the one with the family and the little girl and they're really rich and they have a really big Christmas tree. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. What a succinct description <laughs> there were very movies. specific things about these movies. <laughs> I, I could, for a million dollars, I couldn't have told you what that, you know, the one with the, the cameras and the house. <laughs> and the ghost. I think there's a ghost in it. Maybe there's a ghost, ghost in it, right? A dimension of some kind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I do. I'm glad you like three and four though, because I, I think three and four are unsung heroes in that. I in that completely franchise. agree. Um, day nine. I think we just watched American Horror Story, so I'm going to okay. skip that. And I will say, if you're not watching, you should watch it. Not Emily though. I'll let her I know. I have been burned, Christine. I watched seasons no. two. Uh, okay, uh, seasons. All right, whatever. The Asylum Freak Show yep. and Corvin. Yep. I watched like in real time, meaning I saw, I I would w- wait seven days to see <laughs> something that oh. had all this potential and had a cast that is still unfair Were we ever to so assemble. Mm-hmm. You put Kathy Bates and Angela Bassett and who else in that? I mean, you put these people in the show mm-hmm. and you, you start as if you're going to be good and then you just don't know what you're doing and then you end. And, and then I come back the next year. And finally, I was very proud of myself. This was like back, this was a big change for me when I'm like, you know what? I don't have to watch the show anymore. I don't. <gasps> and so I've No, stopped. you don't. Yeah. I watched season one in real time and loved Which, it. That would have been exciting. Yeah. I watched it after everybody was excited about it. But that like all the surprises of that would have probably been pretty cool <sighs> to see in real time. I really liked it. And I was like, okay. I, there were some parts in it that I was, so Season one is really for me the it's the guidebook for for me of American Horror Story. There are things that I like in it that I love, and there are things that I don't like. And some of the seasons seem to embrace the things that I love, and others seem to just take a hold of those things I can't stand and do a whole fucking arc with it. Mm. So I loved one. I watched two in real time. I think I like two a lot. I liked three. Then we get to Freak Show and Hotel, unwatchable in my opinion. Couldn't get yeah. through the first episode of them. Um, Freak Show made, I mean, Freak Show is when I stopped because it made me yeah. so angry that, because the thing I hated about every, every, this is true of every season, is that I don't understand. You're a limited series. You know how many episodes mm-hmm. you have. So how do you not lay those out ahead of time? Because every season to me feels like they're writing as they go. So you've stretched out things and then they cram things at the very end, which I just don't understand. And Freak Show, I think, is the most guilty of it. And then you get to that last episode and you have this just absolute cruelty in how it's done. Mm -hmm. It's here's a character who comes and he just shoots all of these characters that you've come to love and respect and admire and he just has a gun and goes and shoots them all and what does it say about it It, they don't say any there's nothing to say about it oh and the the pretty ones kind of lived like and it just made me so angry because i really did feel like this is the most exploitive thing that i've seen and i and it's and it was supposed to be fun and it's not Mm -hmm. and it's not 
it's not I mean, it's not good enough to have said something it just felt i felt dirty watching it and angry yeah. that i gave well, it that time that i think and i i didn't even like i said i didn't get past the first episode but i you. feel like when it when it doesn't work it is nasty and yeah. mean yep. and gross and upsetting in like the wrong ways and that's when it doesn't work so when you can manage to do a fucking season where you don't do that it's good mm-hmm. like don't just don't do that thing but we you look at people's like when people rank the seasons some people put the ones that i couldn't watch up top and then i go like well i guess we're all different yeah Fair. Fair. <laughs> I guess I guess that's why they do it because some things appeal to some people and others don't. Like, yeah. <laughs> but so far this season is like bananas, phenomenal, and really okay. weird. And it's been directed and written by a lot of diverse people. Interesting. So, Good. okay. Um, I will let you know how it goes, and then yes. I will give you my. I want you at the season finale. I want you to send me a message and say go or no go. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what's a no go. Day ten, Hell House, Hell House LLC three. Ah, that's right. So, you diminishing returns. It sounds like. Boy, so the first one I thought was just like the bee's knees, and the second one I was like, eh. this one I'm like, no, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not do this. Is it's all the same um, people making them? Yes. Wow, that that I really think. turned out lucrative for them. Um. I still say, like, if you have access, I think the first one, I think they're all on Shutter. If you have access, I think you should watch the first yeah, one. The first I, one's I, great. I didn't like the first but, one, but okay. Really? Yeah. I thought the first uh, Again, there you go, though. Yeah. I'm afraid of haunted attractions. Yes. And so, for me, the first one just did everything I don't like in a found footage movie. Can't see anything. Everybody looks the same. We're all boring white dudes. Uh, can't really hear anything. Don't know what's going on, and that's how I felt about that movie. Yeah, I I get it. Like, if you if you felt that way about the first one, I I don't see how you would ever not enjoy the other two. I get it. I get it. Like, um, but I mean, I I watched all of them, so I can say I watched all of them. Um, day eleven, rewatched, arguably one of my favorite movies of the year, The Dead Don't Die. Oh, okay. Still have not seen Look, it. I show up for a very specific reason. Well, also I I like movies in Jim Jarmusch, so I'm not I'm not that transparent. Mm-hmm. But Adam Driver is in this, and he of is course. amazing and gorgeous and perfect. <laughs> but I show up for that reason, and I stay because it's really good. Good. A lot of people hate this movie. People I don't really get hate that. this movie. <laughs> I don't get it. I like it. I think it's charming. I think it's smart, and I will rep it until the day I die. Rewatching it, I realized. Like I took my I took my blinders off a little bit, and as much as I can, and I was like, this is actually a really good movie. Oh, good. Bill Murray. Bill Murray's super good in it. Chloe Sevigny's really great in it. Caleb Landry Jones is in ah, it. Ah, nice. He's so good. He should be in every he movie. Be in I, I after the Brad Brad Dorf movie, but yes, everything. <laughs> so I I liked it. I mean. Um, mutual friend Justin of ours mm-hmm. um, did not like it yeah. at all. I've seen people that are like, "This is the worst movie of the year." Maybe I don't get strong. it. People had strong opinions on that one. I really don't understand, but like, obviously, like I totally respect its like personal opinion and stuff. Sure. Um, I thought I think it's great and smart, and uh, I don't know. I'm glad I'm glad it exists because the zombie genre could be a bit. 
Mm-hmm. Stale. I'm yeah. Stale. Um, the day twelve rewatched uh, my favorite of the Freddy movies, New Nightmare. Ah, okay. I've I've always I I think I've said it before. I the first I I. The first time I watched this movie or experienced this movie, I turned it on about three quarters of the way through and watched the last 30 minutes, which has always <laughs> destroyed the movie for me because it's hard to watch I, a horror movie knowing exactly how it ends. I get that. Yes. Uh, I like the idea of it. I've just never been overwhelmed by the actual movie. Yeah, I I think a lot of it for me, I can recognize, has to do with nostalgia. Like, it was always on TV. and. Yep. I was like, I loved it. I was enamored by it. I loved like the the, the fourth, not the fourth, the wall meta-ness breaking, but like of the rea- it. yeah, the meta ness, mm-hmm. the reality sure. breaking of it. Like, the it is a proto scream. Like, mm-hmm. oh, scream much. wouldn't exist without this yep. movie. And I remember saying how much I liked it, and people saying I was wrong. Like, oh no, it's bad. Did you see Freddy's hat? Yeah, <laughs> Freddy it was, was terrible. not celebrated when it came out. It definitely took time oh. to find its respect. Yeah, and I'm like, I I think it's smart and good, yeah. and, like, I really like how much it focus, focuses on Nancy and or, slash Heather Langenkamp. Like, I like, there's, it does so many things right, so, I don't know, I I love it. That's good. Um, That's fun. We rewatched, this is part, day 12, part two, we rewatched Freddy's Dead, a movie which I knew I had seen, but couldn't remember watching. I thought you just watched this recently. I thought you did a whole nightmare rewatch. Am I crazy? You're not, but I didn't remember that I watched it. How do you not remember of all the ones not to remember? How do you not remember the one with the killer ear hearing aid and uh, like the John Waters movie of the franchise? Weird, right? Because it's good. Yeah, it's fun. It, look, I, I understand like a certain type of horror fan hating it. But and I don't think it fully succeeds at what it tries to do, but it does something different and it has fun with itself and it's zany yeah. and there's something really cool about that. Oh, Freddie! The way um, Freddie's characterization in it, like mm-hmm. almost like he's bored. Yeah, I, I'm like yes, yeah, <laughs> I love it. I, I so I don't know why I didn't remember it. There were parts of it that I was like, oh, no, with I Roseanne and Tom Arnold this. for goodness sake. Yeah. I, rem- I remember this set piece, or I remember, th- but like, I don't Brick know. Brick and I don't, Meyer, little Brick I, and maybe Meyer. I was, yes, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but um, I liked it. It's good. It's fun. Um, it's, 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 to me, it's the one, that and four are the ones that are most, and three, I guess, are the most fun to rewatch. Yeah. 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 Um, I think overall, let me, let me think before I say this. <laughs> overall, the Freddy franchise has the most hits for me. So, of if you're doing which are just a thumbs up, thumbs down. So, part one, thumbs up, thumbs up. Part two, thumbs up. Yep, yeah, same. Part three, thumbs up, mm, thumbs up. Yeah. Part four, <laughs> part part four is the cockroach one. I thumbs think you liked sideways? four. I thought you liked four. Did I like it? Four is my favorite. Four is the one um, with Alice, and she takes on the powers of friends. Sometimes I I flip three and four for some reason. Four is a thumbs up. Oh, yeah. I love four. Then five, big thumbs down for me. Yeah, no. Yeah. Part six, Freddy's dead. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Seven, New Nightmare. 
thumbs up oh, for thumbs you. Oh, thumbs up. Thumbs sideways for me. Uh, after that, is it Freddy vs. Jason, technically? Oh, is it? Then that, to, that I thumbs up for me. Yeah, I like <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason, I just think it's so much fun, and I had so much fun seeing it the first time. I understand, in hindsight, there is a lot of stuff that ages poorly in terms of, oh, ooh, this is, sure. a, this is a very, very um, made-by-bros-in-the-early-21st-century mm-hmm. movie. I get that, yep. and it is icky in a lot of ways, um, but it's I find it fun in this stupid way. Uh, and then the I, remake, yeah. I think, is it's a thumbs-down for me, but I think it also has interesting things going for it, more so than most of the other remakes that came out around that same time, but... That's the re- the remake for me is a strong thumbs down. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer the Friday the Thirteenth remake. Oh, and I do not. Again, <laughs> every now and then, you and I different pages. <laughs> I don't like it, but if I had to watch one, that's the one I'm no, going to pick. If, you, if if I had to, and and for me, if if I'm just picturing like this scenario where somebody is forcing us to do this, <laughs> and yes, I would easily take the Nightmare remake over the Friday the Thirteenth remake. Yeah, but I think. For the it's, I, obviously the Halloween movies have a lot of like I love a lot of those as well. But I if you were yeah. to like spread them all out, and if you were to start putting Rob Zombie ones in there, yeah, there's just too nope. too much. That, For me, work. there are two, two really good Halloween movies, and that's one and three. And everything else to me is is a mediocre to terrible. I think when you said three, you actually meant to say H2O and you just got confused. You know my thoughts on H2O. I, it's funny. we were It was on TV the other night, so we had it on in the background. H2O has aged okay in that it's so 90s that it's entertaining. But when I saw H2O in the 90s, it pissed yep. me off so much because it represented everything I hated about theatrical horror in the 90s. <laughs> Yeah, so. I I I know you have you have a very intense very relationship strong, with strong. it. Yeah, maybe I'll rewatch that tonight. Uh, so, <laughs> moving on from from that very big digression about franchise movies. Thank you for entertaining me. Anytime. Um, day thirteen was a rewatch for me, not for Zach. I blame him for this. <laughs> I don't like I don't like the movie Waxwork. I think it's boring. Okay, and not fun. I don't know if you've seen it. I watched it once about eight years ago, and I, I, I liked it. I think I'd always avoided it because I knew it wasn't like a straight horror movie about wax figures, and that's what I really wanted out of a movie called Waxwork. <laughs> yeah, I, there are a, co- a few cool things, um, but f- it, the pacing's not there, and it feels very long. Mm. And for me, it's not rewatchable. Like, there's nothing for me to Fair. go back to yeah, it for. It. But like Zach's like, oh, but maybe it's like fun and i'm like it's really not that fun but we watched it and i ended up on my phone did zach think it was fun no okay i'm sorry it's all right we'll make it through so hold on i i have to go through twitter because i didn't write these down okay i think you're at day Um, 14 now but i think i did it wrong so yeah it's kenneth branagh's frankenstein oh i remember not liking that so much what did you think well I have just, I had just, have just read Frankenstein. Um, oh, isn't it amazing? I loved it so, it's so much. It's so amazing. It is. It's so good. I, I had an English professor in college who, the class I was taking, it was like literature 1890 to the present. 
And she insisted. She's like, so the class begins after Frankenstein. You all need to write, read Frankenstein because I'm going to reference it in everything because it's the most important piece of literature for that time period. <laughs> I, 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 I just loved it. I yeah. was just, I had so many opinions and thoughts mm-hmm. and it, it like, I, I kept changing my, my like relationships with characters and being like, no, I hate you. No, you're great. No, I get it. And like, I had just such a complex reaction to it yeah and zach was like this from i i've actually never seen a frankenstein movie like any of them ever the Um, original's pretty good weird right um zach was like he likes frankenstein a lot and he was like from from my for my knowledge this is the most you know faithful to the book right because there is no igor and there's no sure like it's realistic like and so and he's like, and it starts out with like in the Arctic on the ship, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, like I cool. And apparently, at the time, people likened this to Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is still one of the best movies ever made. Yes, yes. It. I mean, um, it certainly felt like very inspired by it. Oh boy, <laughs> this is only with more shirtlessness. This is no Bram Stoker's Dracula, and this is no Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. It is a lot of Kenneth Branagh taking his shirt off. It's... Choices were made in this movie. (laughs) And they are not the choices I would make. Um, I think if this movie had been 100% Aiden Quinn on a boat in the Arctic, 100% there. (laughs) I can get that. But it was not. Yeah. Sadly, it was not. It was... They made some weird choices, in the book, Elizabeth is 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 a is an important character played by Helena Bonham Carter in this one. Um, she's an important character, but they made choices in this movie to make her be a very present character, and weird things happen to her that don't happen in the book. There are choices made, yes, yes. Um, I, including Kenneth Branagh having sex with her and leaving Emma Thompson. If you remember I that mean... scandal of the nineties. I don't remember yeah. that. But oh, yeah, they were married at the time. That look, hey, come on, guys, keep it classy. <laughs> but I don't know. I didn't like it. I guess. Yeah, I don't remember it being very good. There were a couple things that I felt were like really well done or, or like representative of the the text, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, cool. This is cool to see. Sure. But for the most part, I just was like, oh, why aren't we watching Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> so then, did you just watch Dracula? No, haven't haven't watched oh, it yet this year. Uh, Love it. So good. So, Day 15, not a rewatch, but we watched Mayhem, which is on Shudder. What'd you think? I hated it. Why did you hate it? I thought I would love it, and I ended up thinking, okay. So... Who who's the who's the director of this again? I know I looked it's it Joe up Lynch, and I knew I knew who I think worked at the video Lynch. store I used to go to as a kid. Yeah. So Joe Lynch, wrong wrong hey Joe, and uh, if you're listening, yeah. he I don't know you, Joe Lynch, but you come off like you're one of the horror bros, like an Adam Green. Mm, yes, that's how you come across to me, and this movie feels like that. I like Samara Weaving. Granted, I've said nothing but negative things about every movie I've seen with her in it, <laughs> but I do like her. Yeah. <clears throat> um, she is written like a, a really generic cool girl, and it Fair. bothers me. Fair. Um, I think I thought it was trite. 
I thought the dialogue was bad. Mm-hmm. I thought it was paced strangely. I I just didn't find it. It didn't capture my imagination. I wasn't like like I didn't have a relationship with any of the characters. I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. I get it. I wish I was watching the Belko experiment the entire time. Yeah, it's funny because I remember this came out a little bit after Belko experiment. And everybody was like, oh, this is what Belko Experiment should have been. And so that's why I was really excited because I liked Belko Experiment, but I felt like, oh, this Belko could have been better. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is going to be like what I wanted out of Belko. And I was like, no, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. I love Steven Yoon. I'll watch him in anything. Me too. I was like, Steven Yoon, tomorrow leaving. This is going to be like a better Belko Experiment. Yeah. it's, It's not. Yeah. I'm with you. And I, and I know avid listener of the show, Joe Lynch, don't take this personally, I'm sure. <laughs> I love Roger, sure. too. I've never seen it. I, I'm sure that you're a great guy and you meant well making this, but I didn't feel any connection to it. And you know what? It's art, and I don't have to connect to everything. You do not. Uh, you know what I connected to on day 16? Apparently more American Horror Story, looking back at my tweets. <laughs> and then the next day I went and saw a Dracula show. Ah, uh, Day 18, rewatch Needful Things. So good, right? I love Needful Things. It's, yeah, that was one of those movies that Brandon kind of, in, not introduced me to because I always, had always known it, but I, if I'd seen it, I'd never sat down and watched it. And this was like, again, early in our dating. And I remember him saying like, wait, you, you really should rewatch it. I'm like, I don't really think I'm going to get much out of it. He's like, no, 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 it's really good. And and I've read it too, and I've seen it, and I both. It's just good. It's it's one of the yes. best Stephen King adaptations, and it doesn't get the I love agree. it should. Yeah. It, and when people there's these like every time something Stephen Kingy happens, yeah. there's like this rush of like best right, adaptation, right. and it's it's, it's rarely never there. ever on people. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, it's but it's so it's, weird. It's and fun. The, it's and... in the top tier. It's it is it is weird, sure. and it's. Oh, it's such a good cast. Yeah. Yep. I I really like it, and I liked it just as much rewatching it. Like I thought, oh, maybe it'll have diminishing returns because I I already was surprised sure. by it. No, it was good. Um, day nineteen, rewatched The Devil's Advocate, one of the best <laughs> movies ever made. God is an absentee landlord. The landlord. <laughs> I have since oh. Zach and I have been together. I have probably watched this movie ten times. It's. I I love it. I know. And that's okay. That's a movie like that's, that's like the perennial TNT movie. (laughs) It's just on, you turn it on, you don't move. I know. And I used to watch it on TV and be like, I'm watching this movie. But now like I pay attention to it and it, there's like, like interesting things in it. And Charlize's character is kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's actually like giving a performance in it. It's, I don't know, ugh. But uh, always, always happy to uh, watch that. Um, day 20, not a rewatch, but I went to the theater and saw the Zombieland sequel. What did you think? Um, I don't, these movies aren't for me. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't for me. There was a couple, like, interesting things, but, eh. Okay. It, I'm sure there are a ton of people that these are like their go-to like happy place rewatch movies, sure. but it's not not me. Um, but whatever, I will go to the. I have my AMC stuff. I'm an AMC A list member. Oh, wow. uh, of course <laughs> so, you are. So I'll go and support a horror movie. You know, good for you um, and good for them to have you. Yeah, 
they are lucky to have Yes, they are. <laughs> so, I think I alluded to the fact that this might come up. Um, day 21, the rewatching. This is one of my go-to movies. This is one of my Happy Place movies, and that is Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, nice, nice. Even though I have very intense feelings about Joss Whedon. Sure. Now. Sure. Um, I feel like his, his fingerprints are on this, but I also feel like Drew Goddard is, is seen in this very movie. Very much. Yeah, very much. Um, and I And I will not deny the impact that Whedon's work has had on me. No, I do still enjoy his dialogue mm-hmm. and his characterizations and this movie is just it's just just good. All yeah. it's good good good. It love makes it me so happy. Much. It still makes me happy. I'm with you. Yeah, I love it and I still I will quote it and I will screech mm-hmm. and it's a good time. <laughs> Excuse me. Day 22 we're we're closing in here. Um, this is a movie that was not a rewatch. It is on Netflix. It's called Emily, but not <gasps> spelled like how you spell it. Oh. Tell me about Emily. It's, I want to know everything about her. It's a babysitting sitting movie, which will again okay. come into play in a okay. couple seconds. Yeah. It's about this this woman, I guess. She's like a younger woman who basically like weasels her way into a babysitting gig um, only to like like hilarity ensues but instead of hilarity she like torments these kids in terrible ways and it's not really a spoiler but she has like ulterior motives not just she just doesn't want to tor- torture them and torment them okay she has ulterior motives and it's like it's like a mean kind of nasty movie there's a thing with a hamster and a snake Aww. and i had to zach had to mute it and i had to turn away yeah that doesn't that, I, that's just that's just how i am sorry everybody i know it's a movie but i don't want to see a hamster be scared yeah, I'm um <laughs> and I didn't I mean it didn't I don't know why they made this movie do you ever watch a movie and go like well, what was the point of that often yes quite often like I know it's like you're you're are telling a story artistic expression but I was just like hmm, I didn't need to see this yeah I'm with you I get it I get it so I will not be watching Emily it sounds like yeah I don't know why we picked it. It was just kind of random. Um, and then day 23, which would have been the day before yesterday, we watched When a Stranger Calls. Had, and you had original. never seen it, right? I had never seen it. Oh, what did you think of it? It is a weird movie. It is. I think, I don't know about you, when I first watched it, I was like, wait, that happens in the beginning of the movie? Yes, I thought so too. Because I, as it approached, I said, "Oh, is this movie ten minutes long? Right. Are we done with it?" Wait, the calls coming from inside the house. We're done, right? That's it. We're good. End of the movie. Case yeah. closed. Yeah. It's it's paced weird. It is. It changes yeah. perspectives a lot. It it almost isn't a horror movie. Like it's really like a crime thriller that just has a really good scary opening scene. Yeah, I agree. It. So maybe again, my, maybe I was expecting something different. Mm. Um, I do feel like when you're not really aligned with any specific character, it's tough to get completely on board with anybody. Like you're with the babysitter, and then you're with the cop, and then oh wait, the guy who did it is actually this weird, complex, tormented soul, and then now you're back with the cop, and oh, you're back with the babysitter, but it's seven years late, like. Oh my gosh, I had I got whiplash. It's a little like I know what you did last summer esque in that like wait, who's the killer? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not gonna say like with Emily, not you, hey. movie. Um, 
I didn't understand like why I should have even shown up for it. I didn't I didn't feel that way with with when a stranger calls. Like I I got it and like I appreciated like old I guess it was old LA. Mm, like yeah, it looked it was cool looking and it was weird and like I I kind of appreciate watching movies where I have no fucking clue what it's gonna do. Sure. And that's how I felt. I was like I don't I don't understand where this movie is going since it should have ended forty minutes ago, <laughs> but. Um, I was, I was happy I watched it. I don't know if I'm ever going to really check it out again. Um, and then day 24 last night, I rewatch for me, not, not for Zach. Um, when a stranger calls a remake. How is that? I never had any desire, but I don't know. Well, it's, tell it's me about not it. good. Yeah. That was the I rush don't... of let's remake every title that anybody has ever heard of. I was pretty like meh when I first watched it but whenever like I think Jason who is our friend who listens to the show I did like a thing where he asked what what is like your favorite cinematic house Mm. and like the house that always pops into my head is the house from when a stranger calls which I which I think is not even a real house I think it's all set right just a kitchen set I I think about it and it's really big and ostentatious and modern it has like it's probably not a solarium, but that's the word I'm going to use. <laughs> but like, it's got this weird indoor like koi pond and birds, and I think of, I would think about it a lot. And so I found myself inadvertently thinking about the movie a lot. And I never thought it was good, but I didn't think rewatching it would be such a fucking pain. Now, is it? Does it do what the first one does, or do, is it like all about the one night? Or it is all about the one night. It's and it's it's like a, an exercise in how can we separate this this babysitter from everyone, separate her from her phone, okay. separate like and it and when you have to do that much setup and like, like rationale be really why, good. Yeah. Yeah, like she shouldn't have even been in that situation. So the first portion of the movie is explaining why she's not driving herself, why she doesn't have a mm, phone. Yeah. Oh, this place is kind of far away like I get it. Uh, yeah, sluggish. Oh, yeah, it definitely. And Zach did not like it either. And he's like, Got "Boy, it. this was bad." And I was like, "Yes, it was." <laughs> so that's it. That's for oh, me. That's it. Oh wow. Okay. So good, interesting batch. Uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully, I'll put some more things I haven't seen that are good in here at the end. But I don't know. All right. Well, yeah. Finish strong. Finish strong. I'll try. All right, so my horror and horror adjacent list for the last month and a half. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, this is a straight, as always, this is a weird list. Um, okay, uh, on the plane, I ended up watch. I guess this falls, I, here's the problem. The problem with this movie is that it doesn't fall really into horror. If it did, then I would like it a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan's Glass. Yep. So Split is pretty much a horror right? I think if you're classifying it, that's where it goes. And I liked Split. The problem I had with Split was just that you get to the ending and it ends in a way that I don't care about because I didn't care about Unbreakable. I don't care about comic books. And all of a sudden people get excited about the ending of Split because it turns into, oh, this was actually about Unbreakable comic book. And I remember feeling so like let down by that because I'm like, but that's not the movie I watched. I watched a totally different movie. And so Glass is really more a sequel to Unbreakable than it is to Split in terms of tone. Yep. Right? Um, yeah, I mean, 
Ugh. This, it just was so much happening, and none of it was that interesting. Right? There's yeah. a lot going on. I didn't care about any of it. So the more I think about it, like I didn't hate watching it, but then as soon as it was over, I was kind of like, that's that was a lot of work for that. And with time... I think that is a very yeah. succinct... Yes. The more yep. I've been thinking about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I... I'm really kind of angry at that move, at that, 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 those two hours. Because it is two hours. It has to be. There's a lot going on. There's um, a lot going on. Yeah, I didn't love it. There's quite a few movies on here that are actually movies that you recommended. So Ooh. the next one, which falls really more into sci-fi than horror, but it ended up here. Netflix's What Happened to Monday. Okay, yep. So you spoke about this. And I think you I were did. kind of like on the fence, but you were like kind of, if memory serves, you were like, you should watch it. But, like, in that tone of voice where it wasn't like, you should watch it. It was like, yeah, I, maybe, maybe. Is that how you yes. remember feeling about it? I, that that does sound like my relationship yeah. with it, yes. So this, um, for those who don't know, it's a it's on Netflix. It was eventually, there's like 35 production company logos in the beginning, but it ended <laughs> up on Netflix. And it's uh, Numi Rapace in the future. It's a very zero population growth kind of thing. And she plays seven kind of clones, sort of. It's a good concept. There's aspects of it that really work, that it were really interesting. Um, it tried to do a little too much, I think. Like it tried to be an action movie yeah. and, a, uh, and a sci-fi movie. And a really big story about politics. The problem I had was it didn't need to be... It should have either been... Like, I've said this about a lot of movies. It needs to needed to have either been bigger or smaller. Because it couldn't do all the things it wanted to do the way it was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and without giving anything away, there are two, like, big reveals at the end. And I feel like the movie treated them as if they were big reveals. But I thought they were also pretty obvious from the beginning. Does that bring any bells for you? Kind of? Okay. I want you to tell me everything. One is but... kind of character-based. There's a revelation about a character. Uh-huh. Which, at a certain point in the movie, I was like, oh, that's what happened, right? Um, and so the, so when the movie like discovers it, it's, it's like the music gets big as if we didn't know it already. And the other one is about um, the whole thing is if they find out, you know, it's a one-child-per-couple rule – if the government finds out that you have more than one child, they put that child mm-hmm. into cryogenic sleep. And there's a reveal about the nature of that that seemed to me really obvious from the beginning also. That sounds familiar, okay. yes. So yeah, like I felt like I'm not one of those like, oh, I'm smarter than the movie or I figured that out. But like I did kind of feel like, wait, am I supposed to be like, is my jaw supposed to drop? Because it, it's not. So, I don't know, it's like a, I enjoyed watching it. It's really fun at times, because it does yes. some cool, cool things. Um, like, I recommend sure. it. It's just not as good as it could have been, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, and that's what frustrates me the most when something, yeah. like, yeah. Big concept, pretty cool concept. And it's the guy who did, um, I think, Cold Prey, maybe? Or Dead mm, Snow. Which I, Dead Snow or Cold which Prey. Which I... I don't remember both which of one. those. I like. Yeah, I like both of them, and I then I have no. To me, they're the same movie directed by the same person, even though I know that's not true at all. Uh, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's an energetic movie. I recommend it. It's just gonna leave you a little unsatisfied. Um, on this again, doesn't really fall into horror, but it's horrible, so it kind of works. 
this was a I'm kind of in like an unofficial terrible lifetime lifetime rip up movie club with mm-hmm. listener James, uh, his wife Angela, and um, Patrick from Scream Queens. I think like whenever one of us stumbles on a movie like this, we kind of have to share it with everyone. And so this was a movie called Deviant Love. Oh no! <laughs> it stars Emma Bell from Frozen. And she moves back home to her parents with her son. She's like, like, she found that her husband's cheating on her. So she's trying to get a new start back in her home small town. She meets this really handsome stranger because she spills coffee on him. First of all, everything about this movie for like the first 80 minutes is just a Hallmark Christmas movie. Just not set at Christmas. It's really weird. If you just put like (laughs) a jingle in the background. So is that what they're doing now? Kind of. And then, like, the last 10 minutes, it's like, oh no, the guy's crazy and he's. And there's a great <gasps> twist. This movie has That's the best so twist. weird. Uh, there is a fantastic twist. I won't give it away. Um, you might figure it out halfway through, but let's just say Deviant Love is not an unintentional title. It is Deviant because there's a re- revelation about a character and his relationship. My eyes just got so uh-huh. wide. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's a good time. It's so terrible. You should watch it. Uh, another movie that's pretty terrible, which didn't surprise me, but I like. I don't know. I guess I was kind of rooting for it not to be so terrible. Uh, now, about a, probably about a year ago, you and I did a Candyman episode. We did Candyman and Candyman 2. And at the time, I'd said, oh, you know, I kind of, I know I haven't heard anything good about it, but I'd like to see Candyman 3 for, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's the word for completeness. And now Candyman 3 is on Amazon. So you can watch Candyman 3 if you want. But it's really not good. <laughs> That's a shame, huh? Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> it's not just that it's, like, not a good movie. Like it's not, I mean, it's not well made. It is um, produced pretty cheaply. It's very 90s, which is the most interesting thing it has going. Like, the characters were chokers. Like, the fashion is very 90s. Love it. Like, that's kind of fun. But here's the thing. We've had now two Candyman movies where Candyman is summoned and he's summoned by a young blonde white woman and he just wants her to be his victim and he holds people hostage for that to happen and she doesn't want to be his victim and he keeps saying like give in to me and there's a moment when you're like oh she's gonna give in to him and then she doesn't i don't know this is the third time doing that don't you think you want to do something different like what if she gives in to him right wouldn't that be cool what if she's not the a white blonde woman um because in this movie, like in the first movie, she has a best friend who is a black woman. And guess who dies in front of her by getting gutted by Candyman? Like, it's it's such a lazy, like, re, re-treading of old territory without anything yep. new. Like, that it's just, ah, man, it was, like, genuinely disappointing. Because I don't get why they couldn't do anything new with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that. But, but um, the... Jordan Peele produced, directed by a female whose name I can't remember, remake or reboot or reimagining is just rap filming, so we can all be excited for a world where maybe it's not the same movie over again. We can hope. I, that would be nice. Wouldn't it be? I, I'm, I'm... There's there's other stuff you can do like with that with that base, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that, again, like I just said, that's really frustrating because like, it's such an un, it's such unexplored territory that to keep doing the same thing seems wasteful. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. Very much. 
Uh, so that was Candyman 3. I I mean, I mm-hmm. again, if you want something 90s, it's 90s. If you want a terrible Candyman movie, it's a terrible Candyman movie. Uh, you know what uh, is not a terrible movie? What I kind of loved? Uh-oh. No, I think you liked it, too. We rented from, it. Uh, this is my Netflix disc, Escape Room. Oh, I loved it. I loved this movie. Yeah. It was so fun. It moved so well. Um, it did a really interesting thing where it, it it did one thing that I hate, and you and I both hate this, and I don't understand in what reality it made sense to do it, which is, hey, let's take a movie from, like, ten minutes from the end of our movie. Let's take a scene from the very end of our movie and put it in the opening scene for no reason at all other than to... Yeah! Yeah, I don't get why it does it. It like, criminal to this movie because I really think it hurts it. Um, but that aside, you have the thing that I love, which is a diverse group of characters. And I don't just mean racially. I didn't, mean by age. Didn't I say you were going to... Didn't you I did, say? You did. Yes, you knew. You know me. It's your, it's your jam. It's I jam. fucking knew it. It's... You have a... You have two teenagers, and then you have a yep. couple of got people in their 30s. You have a female war veteran. You have a dude in his 50s with a heart condition, like 40s probably. It, like, yes, this was everything that, like, I look for in a movie. And it was so fun to me. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I watched it with Brandon. He, he, the ending fell for him farther than it did for me. I, yeah. I think it, it does kind of stumble at the end. But it works for Brad, and I think the ending kind of kind of killed it a little bit for him. But mm-hmm. it's just so fun. Like I want more of these. I yeah. Uh, I was so happy with this. I had I had a great time watching this movie. It's like a really good Saw movie. It is. It is a Saw movie paced better than any Saw movie has been paced. And like I was really like rooting for everybody like yeah. i got into everyone's yep. stories yep. too which <clears throat> i don't know and the ending isn't awesome but i think i was so i had bought in so much by oh, that yeah. point where I, I was like okay great i don't whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't care Same. yeah i'm with you um so make more of them i loved it uh a movie i'm wildly mixed on did you see ma no, not yet. We've okay. been meaning to watch it. It's funny because I watched it. <laughs> I feel like now it's been not that long between when I watched that and when I watched Greta. And mm-hmm. I will say, Ma is kind of the movie that Greta should have been, but still not the oh. movie that it could. But still not the movie that it could have been. Interesting. It, it, when I got the disc and I had said to Brandon, "Oh, do you want to watch this?" and he said, eh, "He's like, you know, from what I understand, like he's like, it, it's about teenagers." And I'm like, no, I think that's just like a small part of it. And I watch it and I'm like, there are way, there's way too much time spent on the teenagers in this movie. Because the Ma stuff is pretty interesting. Octavia Spencer is mm. fantastic. And like, she's clearly, because even the way I think this movie happened was Octavia Spencer saw the guy who directed it and was like, hey, by the way, do you have anything like really interesting for me to do? She's like, I'm tired of playing the same character over and over again. And I think he had, like, just met with Jason Blum. He's like, yeah, actually, there was a script that might work. I don't think the character was written to be black. Um, And it makes such a, like, not it makes a difference, but, like, there's a movie there when it becomes that. But the problem Mm -hmm. is the movie doesn't, like, trust that to be the bulk of the movie. Because it could have been. If this was just about this woman... There's a lot there, but it's actually more about this teenager who's just new to town and making friends and all that. And 
it's it's the same as like whatever I said about the other movie. Like there's a little too much going on. It should have been pared down a little bit, but it, it's it's messy. It's ultimately not uh, really satisfying. But there's some really interesting things going on. Like, and Octavia Spencer is the star, and she is great. Yeah. And, like, you have Allison Janney, who at some point I'm like, is she, is that a cameo? And then I'm like, no, she's playing, like, this is great. She's got, like, two scenes. She's, Allison Janney is in, is the supporting role in an Octavia Spencer movie. Like, that's, that's something there. I just wish the movie trusted that more. Mm. Uh, okay, a movie that you recommended, and that is on Shudder. Actually, I have two Shudder recommends from you, one of which was Ruin Me. Okay, what'd you think? I liked it. <clears throat> yeah, it, there was there was good stuff. Yeah, there. I thought what I liked about it was it really, and this was one of the few movies in this whole list that I watched beginning to end, like in one sitting. And what's funny about it, I think what made, what made this movie kind of special to me was that it didn't follow a pacing formula. Like, Mm -hmm. there's things happening at weird, like, you're 20 minutes in and a character that you think you're going to be there with the whole time is gone. And then you get to, like, the last 10 minutes and something big happens. And that was really cool to me. Like, I, I really was surprised. I didn't know really what tricks it had up its sleeve. And it proved to have quite a few. And to kind of have things to say and I and the cast was great I thought um, I liked that the goth guy was really competitive because I identified with him uh, mm-hmm. it's this was good I recommend it I liked it yeah I liked it too yeah. I mean there there's so many ways that it could have gone very terribly wrong. wrong very wrong yes <laughs> but yeah it's, it's, it's interestingly done and kind of seems to come I'm really I really want to see more from this director because I think, like, oh, you've, you've got something. Like, you, you know horror, but you decided to play with it, which is really cool for an early film. Also, you recommend The Vault of Horror. Oh, yay! This is fun. Uh, I'd never seen it. Um, like any anthology, some segments are better than others, but none of them were duds. Uh, and they're all pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, good times. Uh, also on Shudder, I watched Lizzie, which is the Lizzie Borden movie with <gasps> Chloe Sevignal, Sevigny, and uh, your your girl, Kristen Stewart. What did you think? Oh my god, I've been so scared to watch it. I'll, I'll be really curious what you think, because I know I liked it a lot, and Brandon really liked it. And Whoa. I feel like this movie has not gotten love. Like, everything I've heard about it has been people be- being pretty like, oh, it's just boring. And, like, it it is. Like, it's not a... This is a quiet movie. This is a... Not much happens. I don't know what you, what people thought they were getting. But it's kind mm-hmm. of... You know, it's it's more a drama than a thriller in, in many ways. Um, it's It's strangely done but it's it's really well well produced i mean it it is a period piece it is everybody looks great everybody um like is doing good work and kristen stewart is great um she's like she really like it's one of those really interesting cases where like you know i mean post twilight for both her and robert pattinson like they both got to prove like oh hey guys we can actually act like, give us a chance. We're really good. And we want to... I, like, I don't understand people that still don't enjoy either one of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
I feel like they're just jumping through hoops at this point, being like, hey, like, valid right. talent over well, here. And, like, Please. what they've done, too, and, I mean, I'm not defending Twilight. I hate Twilight. I hate all the Twilight yeah, movies. I hate them, and I think they're both terrible in these movies. Now, yep. granted, they're being directed a certain way, but, like, no, I genuinely think they're not good in those movies. Absolutely. But they've also, like, both made such clear career decisions to not do that again. Like, they've yep. taken... You know, they've taken challenging work. They've taken um, roles that are not going to win them any big box office numbers. Mm-hmm. Seemingly because both of them probably enjoy that kind of that kind of work. And like this is a case where um, you know it's obviously a fairly small movie. I'm sure the budget's very low, um, but it's it's good for that. Is a good period film about Lizzie Borden. I don't know. It's it is slow. It might be boring to you. I, I can understand why it's boring to anybody, but I I liked it. I was really taken in by it. Hmm. <clears throat> is it gay? Oh God, yes, very gay. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. A few more. So, um, on this, I think was on Amazon Prime. And I know you've seen it, so I want to talk. Um, our one of our lesser Pretty Little Liars, but still a very pretty Pretty Little Liar, the possession of Hannah Grace. Uh... <laughs> there was a good movie <laughs> buried in movie. here. There was a good movie somewhere inside of this movie. There, like, it felt like it was cut to shreds too, it didn't did. it? Yeah, there were things I liked about it. I liked the concept. Um, I don't understand. Here's the thing. Why was this movie rated R? It should have either been pulled back to be a sellable PG-13 or make an R-rated movie. I I feel like this was an accidental R, like that they made the movie Mm -hmm. and it was like, well, you have have nudity. Well, yeah, but it's a dead body. Yeah, but there's a lot of nudity, so it's got to get an R. Like, that's kind of what it felt like to me, where it just didn't, like, the rating didn't fit the material um, I like the idea of it. I thought they did some things really smart, like the whole, oh, it's graveyard shift and it's your first day of work, so we're going to explain everything to you. So here's... I, that's, that setup is so fucking good, right? It is. It's really smart because it's pure exposition, but it okay. is totally um, appropriate to what you're seeing. It is her first day on the job. Her boss is telling her everything she needs to know so that we know everything and then by the second night, shit gets crazy and we it's fresh in both of our minds like that was really well crafted and there were like things about this movie that i was like oh there's there's some good stuff going on but it it ends very sloppy um it kind of turns into something that it doesn't it doesn't know how big or how small to be i think so it's Mm -hmm. like it's it's ultimately not it doesn't work but i don't think it was a waste like i it's like almost like sadder that way because I think there could have been a good movie here and I just don't think it was allowed to be what it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. What a bummer. I know. Yeah. I want, yeah, well, those little liars will, they'll be okay. They'll find something. I, I love my little liars I know, though. I know. I'm with you. Uh, also on Shudder, I watched, in order to kind of get into the Halloween mood, I watched a movie that I had not seen in probably 30 years, Hell Night with Linda Blair. I've never seen it. Oh, I'm shocked. You you should you should watch it for Halloween. It's okay. here's the thing. 
it's not really that good. <laughs> and I always remember thinking it wasn't that good. It, but it, it's pure 80s, right? So it is early 80s. It's like 80 or 81. And it's a Halloween frat party. And the five unlucky pledges have to go spend the night in the haunted house. And, oh, nope, there's really a crazy killer there who's going to kill everyone. The thing about this movie, it is not and again it's it's really not that good like it's not the scares aren't that well set up but it's in this great mansion and the characters are dressed for a halloween party so they're all dressed up and that goes so far (laughs) in making this movie Mm -hmm. memorable like I, i i remembered so much of this movie even though i had not watched it since i was a child because how can you forget Linda Blair in that crushed velvet Victorian outfit with a cameo choker? Like, those things don't leave your mind because <laughs> it's a really smart choice. Like, it just visually is a really interesting palette to have in the movie. Again, not that good a movie. But it's it's fun. It does what it what it needs to do. I just don't think it does it that great. Um, but it's a, you know, hunt, em, hunt those pretty young people down and... Uh, set up all the bodies that Linda Blair can discover all of them and run around screaming like you know it, yeah, it, works I mean, it does sound fun it is ex- it's exactly what it should be when like it, it's what you think it's going to be which is very comfort food at like in October so I, I think you, you should give it a go okay all right just a few more one um, was actually an HBO go recording again not really horror but um <laughs> Okay, I can't remember if we talked about it. I know I mentioned I had recorded it. And this was Color of Night. What is this? Bruce Willis. Um, oh my god, this cast. So really, what it's known as, it's it's the Bruce Willis, Jane March, sexy time thriller from, like, 1992. Uh, post-Basic Instinct. Like, this was the... <gasps> oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. So, like, there, is a, there are so many called. sex scenes in this movie. There is um, a shot of penis... That is supposed to be Bruce Willis's penis, but I think it's pretty clear that it was not. That it was like, no, 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 apparently they wanted a bigger penis, so they brought in somebody else for that. Um, this movie. Let me first... Okay, it's Bruce Willis and Jane March, but let me just <laughs> mention who else is in this cast. Scott Pakula. Um, okay. Eric LaSalle. Ruben Glades. All right, love it. Uh, Leslie Ann Warren. Oh, weird. Lance Henriksen. Love it. Uh, the guy whose name I always forget, but who was in The Mummy and who is Sandy in Steel Magnolias. And somebody, I don't know if you ever heard of him, named Brad Dorif. This huh. is, it is unfair. It is unfair how good the cast is. Because the movie is not that good. But it is, oh man, it, it's also incredibly problematic. In, mm-hmm. in a couple of ways, but especially in the way where... Um, it's, I mean, there's a there's a lot of twists and turns, but they do early in the film introduce like, oh, it's here's a group therapy session, and everybody is handled so offensively, like they're all crazy, like that's not how this is done, and one of the characters is trans, and it's like 1994, <laughs> so you can imagine how well that's handled. Oh, I was hoping you would tell me that it was handled really well, and you were super okay. surprised and happy about it. Like, yeah, it's, uh, you almost yeah. give them kudos for, for like, trying something, um, but it is just, it's a mess of a movie, but weirdly watchable and entertaining, because it's just, there's so much mm-hmm. going on. 
And like every five minutes, there's a sex scene. So like the most heterosexual sex scenes you can imagine. There's the <laughs> so um, there is like I don't know if it's like the world's longest sex scene in a like non officially porn movie. But so Bruce Willis and Jay March start having sex in a pool. Then it cuts to them, I think, in the shower. Then there's like a, a shot of um, like a window and people are hang gliding. And you're like, oh my God, are they hang gliding sex? But no, then it's like them having dinner and then they're having sex dinner, which just like, it, it's very confusing because she's wearing an apron and nothing else and she's serving them steak. And she's, you're like, oh my God, did you make that steak naked? Because that just seems like it's dangerous. And then they have sex again. <laughs> like, it just goes on. So it's, and it's like the 90s version of movie sex. So, you know. You know what you're getting <sighs> if you want to get it. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> right? Who has time for that shit? I'm sorry. We got things to do. Uh, okay. Next was on Amazon Prime, a movie that was wildly disappointing because it seemed like it'd be really fun. It was called Eden. And okay. The, so the first thing that was very disappointing was I looked at the cover really quickly and I kind of saw the tagline, and it was like, oh, it's like Lord of the Flies, like a modern Lord of the Flies. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And I looked really quickly, and I thought that it starred Will Poulter, who I really like, and I'll watch in anything. Who I really like, too, yeah. And I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, halfway through it, I'm like, that's definitely, oh, no, that's not Will. I know this guy. Who is he? Oh, that's not Will Poulter. That's a guy from, like, Hallmark Christmas movies, and it's Gregory Peck's grandson. Not Will Poulter at all. I don't know. <laughs> For some reason, they look the same on the cover. But that aside... This is a movie about a the world the American World Cup soccer team, which we should stop right okay. there because this is not the American World Cup soccer team. And their plane crashes and they're on an island and um oh who is it? James Ramar is the coach and you're like, Yeah, James Ramar and he dies in the plane crash. So he's gone within oh. three minutes of the movie. Don't get your hopes up. Every time you almost have my interest, <laughs> it starts sucking. Well, here's the here, um, It's going to suck more. Um, so the star is Nate Parker, who is a bit of a problematic actor. Uh, he's the mm-hmm. one who was very good in um, Beyond the Lights, but was also the guy who wrote and directed and starred in the, what I think was not that good, um, The Birth of a Nation. And then was kind of revealed okay. that he probably raped a woman in college and might have led to her suicide. But anyway, that aside. Um it's just not a good movie. So you have like the survivors and it's mostly dudes and there's two chicks and that doesn't cause too many problems, but nobody's interesting. Um, everybody's really boring. They run out of food. So they start fighting and I don't even know. This was just such a bummer of a movie that could have just been fun. So yeah, I'm, I can't even like muster enthusiasm to talk badly about it. It was just very disappointing. Don't watch it. The Disappearance of Alice Creed was not disappointing. Oh, I, I liked this movie. I liked it. I did not know what I was getting, though. I thought I was getting a horror it, movie. It's not a horror isn't movie. Isn't it Gemma Arthur? <gasps> Love Arthur-ton. her. Yes, it is. And she's the best. <laughs> she Where should... the... You know what? We're your pr- your primary source for not knowing how to say names <laughs> and kind of just saying them just slowly say and wrongly. <laughs> <laughs> Will Poelter, James oh, Remar, Gemma Archer-Turin. I, I don't like. How the hell do you say her name? Right, I'm, like, I'm honestly not sure. A R T E R T O N. That looks like a mistake. That looks like somebody wrote the birth certificate and like, you know, like when you're spelling a word out loud and it's hard to visualize and maybe you're like 
it, this happens on Jeopardy sometimes when people write Final Jeopardy and they add a syllable and then it's wrong and then they're mm-hmm. devastated. But like, it sounds like it should be Jenna Archon, not Jenna Gemma Archerton. 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 She's yeah. wonderful. I love her. Um, she really is under. I I don't know why she isn't a. I know she like works a lot. Why isn't she a bigger star? Um, I really like her. She's so good. Everything I've seen her in, she and she's she has great range too, because I've seen her play evil. I have seen her play sweet. I I think she can do it all. Um, I always kind of confuse her with Eva Green because I think they're very similar in that way, and they're both in the bad James Bond movie, but they're both really good in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I want the two of them to like be in a buddy movie because I think they're both wonderful. But she's fantastic in this. Uh, I just, I didn't, I, I just always assumed this was a horror movie. And I know people I respect who really like it. I know you liked it. I know Will from Gentleman's Guide was a big fan of it. And just the title and the artwork made me think, oh, this is a like a ghost movie. But it's not. It's just a. It, I mean, it's it's a good twisty kidnapping thriller, but it is a kidnapping thriller. So I was just yeah, yeah. I think I was a little surprised where it went when I watched it, too. But I was like, it's good, I guess. So let's watch it. I'm not even kidding. The first, like, half hour, I was like, where's the ghost? Is there a ghost? (laughs) And I was. I was like, wait, what's that? What's that in the background? And I was, like, looking for one. And then finally, at, like, a certain point, I'm like, I I guess I just have to accept that this is not a horror movie. And I was kind of disappointed. Um, but it's really good. It, it is a good, twisty kidnapping thriller. And and the three of them, it's two male actors and her. The guy was in Atomic Blonde and a bunch of other stuff. The other guy was in stuff. I don't remember him. But she is, she's the best thing. She's fantastic. I love her. Uh, one movie. So I had one rewatch on here. And this was because, so for vacation, my husband and I went to Arizona. We went to Phoenix and we went to Sedona. And while I was in Sedona... It is a gorgeous place. It is just visually, it is unlike anything. And I'm like, look, kept looking at it. I'm like, wow, I wonder, like, because the city has a couple of, uh, like, there's like a restaurant where they show, like, all these cowboy movies that were filmed there. I'm like, I wonder what else was filmed here because it's such a great backdrop. Like, I would, like, this is such a great place to film a movie. So I, so I just Google movies that were filmed in Sedona. And I'm like, God damn it. It's probably a good thing that I didn't know Kingdom of the Spiders was filmed in Sedona before we booked our hotel because the hotel that they film the Kingdom of the Spiders in is still an active hotel and I guarantee I would have forced my husband to stay in that hotel if that if I had realized that um so naturally I the other day I was like I'm gonna rewatch Kingdom of the Spiders and it did and it is very cool because I'm looking I'm like oh yeah that is uh, I recognize that landscape and they they do use it and I'd never really noticed it before but yeah, like the that Arizona, um, those rocks make a great setting for a movie. And it also meant I got to rewatch Kingdom of the Spiders, which is a movie I've seen a lot, probably more so than anybody should. Um, but I love it. You've seen it, right? I haven't seen it as an adult, oh, but yes. Yeah. Uh, something I don't think I noticed until this watch is how much of a Jaws uh, genre it is. Um, I just never, I know the whole, like, oh, right, all the get out of the water movies. I think because it's spiders, I never associated it with that genre of, um, you know, big animals gone bad and town fair being delayed because of it. But it's totally like there's the scene of the doctor yelling at the mayor saying, you have to evacuate and him saying, no, we have a town fair coming up soon. We can't. 
uh, it's, you know, it still brings me joy. That's all it comes down to. And I told you, did you see, I got to see a tarantula in, in Arizona. How was it? Oh, I, was I so didn't excited. actually see that. I, so I was so excited to see, like, I wanted to see like a tarantula in the wild. I wanted to see like a rattlesnake too, but that didn't happen. Uh, not, not for lack of trying. I looked everywhere I went. <laughs> But so we go um, on like a horseback riding thing, which is like out at this ranch like in the middle of nowhere. And on the horseback ride, which was like kind of through desert, I asked him like, oh, so like, you know, do people see rattlesnakes? Do we see tarantulas? Like, what do we see? They're like, yeah, you like look out for it. You might see all of it. And I'm like, on the horse and I'm looking, I'm looking, I don't see anything. And I'm like, oh, fine. Okay. So we pack up, <laughs> get in the car, we start driving out and it's like a three mile gravel dirt road to drive out of. And we're driving, and Brandon's like, oh, wow, did you see that? I'm like, what? He's like, the tarantula crossing the street. I'm like, whoa, wait, what? He's like, yeah. I'm like, stop the car. He's like, what? Seriously? I'm like, yes. So I make him pull over. I get out of the car with my camera. I run. I'm like, where is it? He's like, you're going to see it pretty soon. And sure enough, I could see it from like 10, 10 feet away, this big brown tarantula just crossing the street. And I just like ran up to him and like just watched him do his little thing. He was cool. Wow. He was cute. He was fuzzy. He was just doing his thing. He was just being a tarantula, you know, living his life. That's so cool. I know. Yeah. I was like, after that, I'm like, I'm good. We can go home. Like, I got what I needed. So. How neat. I know. And he didn't, like, attack you? No, he he was minding. I'm sure I was scarier to him than he was to me. Yeah. I like a good tarantula every now and then. Yeah. A couple of years ago, we went to Rock and Shock, the, um horror uh, show out in uh, the Worcester area and there was one of those booths where it's just like the exotic animals booth and Mm -hmm. Brandon wanted to go get a picture of him with um, like a giant boa for his like Jake the Snake moment and so I'm standing there you know as he's doing that and I'm watching there's this little girl who is like the daughter of the guy who owned the place and she's holding a tarantula in her hand and I'm just like staring at this little girl I'm like oh my god like you're amazing and she's like, no, it's really not that. She's like, no, it's great. I'm like, looking, I'm like, no, it's, I'm like, that's horrifying. And the guy that ran it, he's looking at me. He's like, it's really not that bad. You want to hold it? I'm like, that's really okay. And he just basically like, without any, like, he just essentially like takes my hand. He's like, no, no, just try it. And puts Here this tarantula on my hand. But the thing was, as soon as it like touched my hand, I was like, oh, oh, it's, it's so cute. Like, it really did. Like, it had like, like its feet were like padded and it was just kind of like walking over my hand and like kind of walking up my arm but it wasn't ter- like it wasn't terrifying it had a really weird feel to it and it was just kind of one of those things where after that I was like oh this these are beautiful like these like why am I scared of this thing it's it's you know smaller than my hand um so like I've had an appreciation for them since then I'm not yeah, saying they're I'm going to like go I, jump I like in a, a good spider them. yeah I, respect, I, re- I have a lot of respect for spiders. I've had to work against a fear of spiders because I, my mom was always afraid of them. So growing up, it was like, anytime you saw a spider, your first instinct was to scream. And I've worked hard to get rid of that because spiders are amazing. I would rather have spiders in my apartment than cockroaches. Um, mm-hmm, so now when I, I agree. Yeah, when I find one, I name in my mind, I name her Charlotte and I let her occupy whatever corner she has and we live in peace. It's a good symbiotic relationship, I think. So, uh, the last thing I wanted to mention, because I figured it's a yes. good way to kind of, you know, uh, close things because we, we might go into spoilers. Um, I saw, if you remember, when we last recorded, I said, oh, tomorrow morning, I'm going to the movies to see It Chapter 2. Yes. 
I did not like it, Chapter 2. I really, really, really didn't like it. Did you? Um, no-ish. Uh, no. Um, I, I liked the first one. I didn't love it. As I said with the first one, to me, it got very, after the third, here's what a kid's afraid of, here's a scary thing, but it's really not yeah. going to do anything, and then it goes away, and then I realized I had to do that four more times. Yep. So. It's, it's so repetitive yeah. and formulaic. And so, but and in this one, they do it twice. separating everybody. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's that thing. Here's first when they were kids, and here's them as adults. So you have to do it twice. You have to do it 14 times in this movie. Yep. And I thought tonally, it was just like, I don't mind a movie that embraces humor. And I think the humor was the best part of this one. But am I really supposed to still be scared if if we're just kind of laughing for most of it? Um. Yeah, I just, I got nothing, really nothing from it. And it was so long. And once I kind of realized, like, where I was in it and that I had another, like, hour and a half left, I was like, oh, okay, all right, let's just go with it. So, I mean, it was it the worst movie I've seen? By no means. But I don't, it, to me, it just, it it was a big failure for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was, and I really hated the opening oh okay okay see in why because the opening is actually very that happens in the book basically it felt from i never read the book because Mm -hmm. look i don't want to um (laughs) it felt to me like they could have chosen not to do that it felt like a very mean way to open your movie i think the other part to that is that and we'll talk around it because again it's still in the theaters people haven't seen it people who've seen it know this and honestly people who haven't have probably read about it by now but because that becomes a big part of the movie later in a sense do you agree it doesn't well um, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, let's spoil a little <laughs> bit. Again, it's not spoiling, it's just, so the opening scene is a hate crime against two gay men in the small town, mm-hmm. and at some point in the movie, you as you delve into these 9,000 stories of these 35 children, you get to Richie, where essentially his backstory and kind of combination, you realize, oh, in this movie, in this telling of it... Richie is gay and closeted and that was a big part of his life and all this. But, but can I, can I, can I counterpoint to you? Please. And say that there are a large subsect of people that do not believe that character was gay because it was never explicitly stated. And therefore the movie actually took no stance at all, except starting with a hate crime. So that's frightening that people are that stupid. <laughs> oh my god, Emily, I know. <laughs> um Yeah, like that's really upsetting that if somebody's going to watch this movie and not walk Again, I mean, I feel that way a little bit in in Rogue One to me, Donnie Yen and the other guy, I can't remember, like to me they're a gay couple. Like I I don't it doesn't I even seem like something. I think we just came full circle on this episode. Yes. Oh my god, we're so good. Look at us. <laughs> But at the same time, I acknowledge that the movie never explicitly says it, yeah. 
and leaves it in a way to me it's very clear that they have left it to where if you want to see these two men are in a romantic relationship it's totally it's there 100% I think you're you're blind if you don't see it but on the other hand sure if you want to still say well we're a Disney movie and we're not quite ready to make that statement yet you you could say well they're just really good friends they're Bert mm-hmm. and Ernie it's fine sure now in it if anybody left that theater saying Richie wasn't gay what are you talking about that's where I would just kind of have to be like well um let me tell you about men and women and other and let let me teach let me teach you some like here's some books (laughs) because yeah how how is that that's shocking to me that that people are adamantly saying that's not there. It's so there. They they don't believe it's in the explicit text, Jeez. therefore it's not explicit. Now, on the other hand, do you think it should have just been said out loud? I just didn't think yes. there was any need to, but maybe... I, yeah. I 100%. Yeah. I feel like we're at a point... Yeah. And, and I get this isn't the filmmaker entirely the filmmaker's fault, but we're at a point where there is no more room for gray, Agreed. unfortunately. Fair things kind of need to be black and white and by pulling that punch by never actually giving that explicit yep. catharsis to that character it kind of it kind of undercut anything that it may or may not have been trying to do that's fair yeah and i and it kind of bummed me out like just fucking have have him say it yeah. i read the story that way that was my relationship to sure. it but again one could argue that i was reading into unstated subtext that's I don't think I was. No, I mean I <laughs> but, I will definitely say you weren't. But by it, But by not giving point. him yeah. that catharsis, yeah. doesn't the beginning of the movie seem just mean? Well it in it in it also then I think it does a few things because you you end this movie with one happy couple and it's the heterosexual couple mm-hmm. and one tragic couple we're in like the opening of the movie, it's a gay couple and one of the men is brutally murdered. Yes. Yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> um, I don't think it's a statement. I don't think the movie is is homophobic. I think it oh, is... Oh, no, I don't either. Yeah, but, but I think it is fair to say, you know, we know there's been uh, hashtag stop killing your gays has been a thing for a long time now. People are tired of it. Why do the gay characters or the, you know, um, non-heterosexual characters always end up being the ones that die in movies and TV? Yeah, that's a really good question. And for it to... Because that is not in the book. In the, I mean, uh, at least when I read the book, I never saw any of that. I don't think it's there. I think it's fine that Muschietti put it in there. I, I think there's something smart about that okay good turn characters who you know their arcs aren't quite as interesting twist it in a way or kind of explore it differently where you know you're you're pulling something totally different out of it and it kind of makes sense of you know pennywise so so's hate everywhere he goes and it it gives this kind of answer for why people are terrible it's it's in part because of this so yeah they'd be terrible to the nice gay couple who aren't doing anything to anybody but it also makes for, like we're saying about, you know, the unpleasantness of movies sometimes when, why do you have to be so mean? Why did you have to then give this character, a, and again, um, not Richie, whatever the other, what is the character's name who isn't Richie? Eddie. Eddie dies in the book. Eddie, 
you know, dies in the movie. But you changed other things, so I don't know, maybe uh, uh, Architect Ben could have died instead. Like, there's something to, yeah, you could have gotten this storyline across without it just being tragic gay man tragic gay man loses the love he could have had right mm-hmm. i i just like I, I don't know i i was uncomfortable the opening made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. and in not a way that enhanced the story to me Fair. it just made me feel bad and eked out and like yeah. grossed out and and like it felt mean when the movie doesn't really get into those levels of meanness anywhere else no and and that's the the other thing for me that i just didn't like about it like the first one i didn't love but i did enjoy most of the early penny until i got bored of it the pennywise stuff is pretty interesting because it because it's cruel and it's weird and it's all of that and in this one like weird Part of it is the the Jessica Chastain scene was the scene that they showed in every trailer. So every beat of that scene I'd seen before. Um, mm-hmm. And just all of them, like, it was just, I don't know, there was nothing, like, really that, um, what's what I'm looking for? Like, uh, Penny Pennywise wasn't that scary. <laughs> um, the tricks he was playing weren't nearly as complex and and cutting as they they were in the other movie and in the book so it just felt like i don't know it was just like oh we need a scene with uh ben we need a scene with eddie so here's the creepy pharmacist again like i don't know it just didn't yeah it just did yeah nothing for me i i didn't have the same kind of um i think objections to some of it that you did i just didn't think it was very good yeah i i yeah i agree with you it wasn't there was a it was too um, formulaic. Yeah. Not even by the end, like partway through, you were like, oh boy. Yeah. Um, I will say, if I haven't said it yet, I thought Bill Hader was great. He was fantastic. He really was. Longtime Bill Hader fan. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. But what, you know what scene I loved? And it's actually the scene I love in the miniseries, too. I love them at the restaurant. I love it. Well, yeah, because they're. It's. It's really fun when you can put actors together and let them play off each other. And it's kind of a shame. Yeah. I know I know what you're gonna say. They they didn't first of all, like so there are moments in that restaurant scene where it it genuinely seems like people are laughing at Bill Hader. Yep. And I like I loved it. Yeah, and I'm sure that was probably just Bill Hader do stuff. We'll just keep rolling. Guys just just go with it. Like I'm a lot of that had to be improved. It looked great, yeah, but then you you have that, and you're like, yes, these are these old friends coming together, and then you proceed to keep them separated the yes, whole movie. aggressively so. And like, even, why did you do that? And it's so, like, it's even like, is it, is it um, Michael, what's the character's name, who says, like, okay, so all of you have to go alone and find yes, that token right. from your childhood. It's like... And it's, you're just sitting there, you're like, no, that's me. There's seven of you. That's going to be a very long movie. And yeah, and then when you get back to the sewers and when Richie and Eddie are together, like, that's the other best part. And again, tonally, it's really weird and I don't think it works. It's entertaining. 
And I kind of like want that movie. I want the movie, just the two of them or all of them together, because it is so much more interesting to see that than to see one actor wandering around interacting with some CGI creation that's supposed to scare them, but we know isn't going to do anything. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm sorry you didn't like it. I mean, I wanted you to. I Yeah, I mean, I certainly approach every movie wanting to like it. And, um, you know, a lot of people liked it and good for them. I don't, I don't bemoan that. That's fine. I just would have preferred to enjoy the movie. What can you do? What can you do? <laughs> All right, well... It's been a good October. Well, Do you have any uh, streaming recommends for people? Look, let's go out with a bang. Well, yeah. I This is a Netflix recommend. Um, I just forgot the name of it. Okay, there we go. I got it again. Netflix recommend. This movie is wild. People say this movie is wild, and it's fucking wild. It's Jupiter Ascending. <gasps> I still have never seen it. I'm going to add it to my queue right now. I didn't know it was on there. I, I think I might have liked it. <laughs> I get Jupiter Ascending confused with something else. I can't remember what it is. Jupiter Ascending is the Wachowskis? Yes! Okay. Okay. I, you know what the problem with the Wachowskis is sometimes? I think they're just operating on a different level. They are. That we're not ready for. And then they do it and we're like, oh, this is stupid. We hate it. And then it's like, oh, actually, wait. Were there things in this movie that are are, are stupid? For sure. Are there dumb choices? A hundred percent. But is it actually kind of awesome? Yes. Okay. It's, I, I'm adding it. I'm going to watch it. I haven't. I I remember I remember the trailers and I remember thinking that is going to bomb. And it, it did. It should have. Yes. It should have been positioned more to, like a, in a YA kind of. Mm, yeah. So, like, but you have like, you have adult men in it and I don't know, like, but there are so many. You are not the only person I know who loves this one. There, there is a, a small but vocal contingent who <laughs> really rep for it. So, I'll I'll join that contingent. Okay, I'm I'm adding it to my queue. It's there. Um, all right, mine is um, actually it's from. <laughs> I had started my my brother and his wife had asked, "Hey, it's October. Like, do you like what what horror movie should we watch?" And that's always such a hard question to answer for. Um, like civilians because you yeah. really have to think like well, what do you like okay what do you really want out of a horror movie do you want to be scared do you want to like be scared but laugh do you you know what's the line to cross is it like can't handle things with the kids can't handle things with you know with sexual violence like so it's a lot of work and so i'd like put together a list and i'm like looking through because i'd also kind of tried to do the whole because in the past i've done that for them and then they've just been like oh yeah i don't know we just turned on amazon and there was a movie so we watched that i'm like you know, um, but so in the list I was kind of compiling in different ways. I was like, okay, you know, I'm just kind of looking by streaming service and seeing what's out there. And um, I thought to myself as I looked through, well, here's a good one. That's a good New York horror movie, which mm. is Mulberry Street. Ah, uh, I do enjoy this yeah. movie. Yeah. So Jim Mickle, I think it was his first film, and it is essentially a vampire zombie movie, if you want to put it that way. But it mm-hmm. is filmed on a shoestring budget. It's filmed in the um, Little Italy, and the like. This movie does what I love from um, Jim Mickle to do, which is, boy, isn't your movie more interesting when you cast older actors and a big mix yep. of actors, and so you have this great mix of real people, and they get to fight zombie vampire bat 
thingies, werewolf thingies. Are they werewolves or, or vampires? I don't remember, but it's enjoyable. I, I like it too. My my mom actually bought me a DVD of oh, it. Oh, nice, very nice. And she was she was like, I found this in the Aww. used section. You like this movie? I'm like, yes, thank yes, you. I do. Very nice. All right, so that was that was our wrap up. I guess um, when next we meet, would we like to resume the originally planned Tigers Are Not Afraid? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. So that's what's next. That is streaming on Shutter. So if you have Shutter, you can join along. Uh, yeah, we'll get there eventually. We both have a lot of stuff to do in the next couple of days. Are you are you dressing up for Halloween? Do you have Halloween plans? Um, no, and no. Yeah, same. I don't. I don't know. Everybody assumes like. Oh yeah, you're you're the type that dresses. I'm like, what about me <laughs> makes you think that? <clears throat> it's what, the worst. What thing. about me says that? And it's like, I guess it's because I really like Halloween. I really like horror movies, and I really like comic books. They mm. just assume, but like, yeah. See, hard pass on that. That's the thing. Among the you other reasons, you always dress up though. I I usually do as long as I have somewhere to go. Right? Like, if I have nowhere to go, and that sounds so sad, but like. I just, I've you been very have busy. You such good costumes. I, you know, I do. I, I'm not going to lie. We've done some pretty good ones the last couple of years. Um, I just haven't, I haven't thought about it. I've been, like, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm doing anything for the actual holiday. This is, like, the big Halloween weekend kind of thing. I've got no plans. Yeah. And the worst thing is, like, Halloween falls on a Thursday, which means I'm going to, like, walk into my office and, like, it's like, uh, I, I don't dress up when I go to the office. Yeah. But then people are going to yell at me for not having dressed. Like, you of all people. But I'm like, yeah, well, because I'm in my place of work and it's awkward mm-hmm. for me to do that. So I don't know. It's it's very, it's a rough year for it. I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed in myself. So There's always next year. You have I a know. whole year I to know. start planning. Yeah, this is true. I know. I yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's kind. Yes. you. I want to let you know I genuinely mean that. You have the best oh, costumes and the best oh, ideas. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very, very kind. I look forward to 2020. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And with that being said, everybody, have a happy Halloween with what, whether you Halloween. dress up or not. Yes. Get your candy. Uh, eat your candy corn. Do your your parties. Make your wacky mixed drinks and put dry ice in it so they're spooky. Do all of those things and more. And be safe. Okay, okay Grandma. <laughs> happy Halloween. <laughs> Good night, folks. We're all jammed in the car, and we're going really far. Driving deep into the trees, with hot dogs, chips, and cheese. To make the week go quicker, we packed a ton of liquor. Ryan Tropicana will not totally banana. Vacation is just plain, plain There's something in this musty air Makes us want to sing Cabin in the woods, ooh Cabin in the woods, yeah We're five college students On our way to an old abandoned cabin In the woods Oh yeah! All my friends are here For the best spring break of the year Away from school and from S-Mart A week way off the charts A holiday with Ash All that I'd ever ask He's so cute and thin And that's why I love him This will be just like camp But with a slutty tramp 
In a few hours you will see me Doing the nasty in a tree Got looking to get busy But fresh air makes me dizzy I'm so as perfect girl Oh but there goes a squirrel I wake up in the woods Of pure tranquility A chance for me to rest in a nice facility I came up to this cabin To read and sleep and bake Hope our headboard rattling Don't keep your crude ass away Ew! Trip will be wacky fun. Seven days to snuggle my honey bun. I'll wake up drinking. Can't be marital sex. And tonight I'll make some snacks out of Hershey bars and checks. Listen to us now and make no mistake. We're gonna have.